0: Welcome, everyone, to We Have Issues, our weekly comic book podcast that opens the vault, feels the boom, weathers the aftershock, and marvels at every issue released this week. I'm your host, Keith, and I'm joined by my stalwart sidekick, who is always at my side, way
1: Hey, and oh my god, it feels good to have a good heavy load of, of comics.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. After um, a very light image week last week, we they definitely made up for it this week. So <laughs> oh, for sure. We're going to definitely talk about that a bit um however of course we always start with the comic book news and it's a jam-packed week specifically today was packed with news so mm-hmm. um got a couple things to go over first of all we talked about it last week the mysterious new thunderbolts roster well then they announced the roster as soon as we got time recording <laughs> so we got clinton partners hawkeye we got america chavez we got monica rambeau we got power man the second power man that is yeah and uh and cara Kilgrave. Which is really interesting, mm-hmm. um, and also we'll see the debut of a new character called Gutson Glory, which is <laughs> wonderful. Like, um, so yeah, that's really cool. I, I was telling you, I kind of like the idea of like maybe Thunderbolts not just being so Suicide squatty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's just like these are irredeemable villains. Like ever since like the pre, uh, the the pre Secret Invasion Thunderbolts. Yeah where there were, like, legit villains, like bullseye and shit. Ever since mm-hmm. then, it's felt really Suicide squatty. And you know? I was kind of was like, yeah, I liked the first run, where there were, like, reluctant villains turn, slowly turning into heroes. That was the arc I cared about. So, Or, or even then, like, during the,
1: that era, uh, my favorite one was not the villain who needed the redemption, but the hero who had, like, the chip in his shoulder that maybe want to redeem, like, a different uh, look. But I'm talking about Songbird. Stormbird was like a fucking oh, yeah. champ of a, of a Thunderbolt. Uh, but probably the, the, the most, probably the most underused non-mutant in Marvel. Yeah. Wow. Uh, like she deserves to be a leader in her own, in her own right. Like she, like if anything, she carried the team, if anything she would, she would be, if it wasn't the, the traitors and the defectors of the Thunderbolt, she was technically the fucking leader of the ones who would be
0: standing around. Yeah. Yeah. She was. And she was awesome. And I remember when they were really pushing her around civil war. Yeah they really were making a big deal she was in the uh the the game the marvel ultimate alliance uh-huh. yeah, she was like the only thunderbolt really uh, that was pretty cool and like yeah she needs to be featured more so
1: i like that uh, what it looks like here's that monica rambeau is wearing uh blue marvel's vest
0: and i thought that's kind of a cool touch yeah I, I dig that too it's a good look too so uh-huh yeah I'm curious to see where this goes. So, um, <laughs>
1: also, and, also the the fact that I was like we were like oh, and, and some do with the holster, but like it could be anybody with a gun.
0: But it's fucking clay with the with the holster of uh, mini quivers for bolts. <laughs> yeah. Also, one of the variant covers is I don't know if you've seen it, the one that's the wanted poster for Hawkeye. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like it says down with Fisk. So what does that mean for Devil's Rain? Like hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> so. But yeah, next bit of news. Owen Wilson has confirmed that season two of Loki is beginning to be filmed soon. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. It, someone asked, is Owen Wilson coming back to Loki? And he said, I think we're going to start filming that pretty soon. <laughs> so I'm down with that. Let's do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Next up, uh, Cy Spurrier has let us know that Banshee, the X-Men, <laughs> is going to play a major part in his upcoming Legion of X series. Oh, for real? (laughs)
1: How do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I love it. Like, it says, um, he says something like, uh, there's lots of, there's certainly people that come and go. He's like, but just to tease, Banshee becomes an element of our story and will probably be for a long time. He's not a dip in and out character. I've got big plans for him. (laughs) That's awesome right and along with that we are going to get some more about why is Juggernaut on Krakoa now finally oh my god please yeah so that's also going to be in Legion of X and um, it says that uh, yeah it will the reason he was put on Krakoa and it's not what he thinks so <laughs> okay and that's really really cool I'm very excited about that we are so.
1: definitely entering the second era of Krakoa
0: oh yeah definitely Couple other things here. Uh, I'm going to throw this out here because there might be someone out there that cares. I'm not trying to be a dick. It's not our thing. I'm not going to make fun of you, but um, yeah. So when My Little Pony got rebooted recently,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, that with the reboot movie, th- those versions, of those characters are going to be made into an ID new IDW series. Okay. Which is pretty cool because, like, I like the art of My Little Pony. I think it's cool looking. Yeah. I also like that they changed the art because the bronies are unhappy and that makes me smile. So, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, and it, this is, like, a lot of people that are going to be working on it. Um, but it looks like it's written by Celeste Bronfman and illustrated by Amy me- Meberson. And it looks cool. So, um, also, okay. God, we have so many big news here. Um so first of all, Sam Johns, writer of The Joker, and artist Letizia uh, Katis- Katanichi, um have been announced to join House of Slaughter for the next arc. Oh ooh, okay, so it looks like that that second right artist second writer spot mm-hmm. is gonna might rotate interesting because it's it says they're set to join James tynan and, and worth the Della Dera. uh-huh so that's interesting you know yeah. like so but yeah um and I, I'm curious to see where that goes mm-hmm. you know uh, and uh, yeah because Sam John's I mean, as someone who doesn't really like the Joker, I respect the crap out of his writing. He's really good. Um, and then I don't, I'm not familiar with Le- Leticia kind of, D- kind of Nietzsche, but um, there is a bit of sample of art and I'm, I'm kind of feeling it. So, yeah, interesting. Um, then another big announcement. I think you're the one that sent me this. Uh, Aquaman has been announced with Uh-oh. a new black label <laughs> miniseries. Oh, my God. For sure. Jumping on this. Psychological horror written by Rom V. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! Well, <laughs> and the art is Christian Ward. That's no fucking yes. small bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, it's a three-issue mini series. Uh, so, I love the synopsis. I don't know if you saw the synopsis. No, I, I was I was just like blown away by like the by the the pages alone. Here you go. Deep in the Pacific Ocean, at the farthest possible distance from any land, sits Point Nemo, the Spaceship Graveyard. Since the dawn of the space race, the nations of the world have sent their crafts there on Splashdown to sink beneath the silent seas. But there's something else at Point Nemo. A structure never made by human hands, and that structure seems to be waking up. Nice. Yeah. So, I'm down. I love me
1: an Aquaman book. Oh, for sure. I love me some Rom V, so put me in the depths with him, and I'm going to have myself a scary-ass time.
0: Yeah. Other thing I mentioned to you the other day while you are on stream... We have confirmation that Bunny Mask is returning for Volume Two. Yes, and uh, CBR actually has an exclusive preview, uh, mm-hmm. which looks to be covers and a little bit of interior art too. So nice. Uh, um, yeah, th- that's a really cool thing. I, I dig that. So <laughs> yeah, definitely
1: want to need. I definitely want to want to. I need to revisit, especially now for a second volume.
0: Yeah. Next up, uh, we got some some kind of like good and bad news that it kind of coming in. in Coincidence with each other. Uh, So legendary artist George Perez, which we've all been following very closely. Obviously, he's sick and they don't think he has too much longer to live, but he's trying to do his best to kind of live his life as best he can, which has been really a lot of fun to follow on, you know, on social media. Him just, you know, doing the things he wants to do, going to meet fans. And it's really heartwarming. Um, So he he did have kind of a turn for the sick of the past week. And he's going to be staying in hospice. At this point, so he's not going to be able to do any more appearances or anything like that. Um, But he's still up and around. He's still talking. Everything's fine. Uh, They just need to keep an eye on him, basically. But in honor of him, the Hero Initiative is reprinting JLA versus JLA Avengers.
1: Getting one.
0: Me too, yeah. They're limited to 7,000 copies. Crazy. Like, do they know how many of these they could
1: sell right it's just such a like limited number to make it a limited edition when they could just like if,
0: if it's really going for a proceeds to somewhere maybe click out the number <laughs> yeah so um i there was a picture online i don't know if you saw it of them showing him the announcement yeah the I cover was like, i was like i'm gonna cry <laughs> like, yeah, it, like, it, it got to me too <laughs> i was like
1: fuck man like you could see like the weight like hitting him and just like oh shit it's really happening. or especially him because like, i'm sure he'd want to see his book I like got at, at the very least at Barnes and Noble and it's been like, but, but he understands like the legality bullshit to get that book reprinted all over again. Uh, so it's yeah. so probably just have that, like see that it's going to happen. I was like, yeah, that was, it was a very touching, uh, just image of a it's, person who's got a different image.
0: <laughs> it's, it's a good, it's a good thing that the hero initiative did it because yeah. they're the ones who could basically shame Marvel and DC to get along. Right. Like, so that worked out pretty well. <laughs> so. I had it planned out
1: too. um, go to books of pictures and be like, hey, can you can you um, uh, reserve you preserve your one, thank you. Yeah. Um and before and I was gonna do like at the end of everything at the back at the register, like, hey, and this. Uh but before I could even do that, the lovely Nick was just like brought it up first and it's like, cause again, very limited. And I'm sure they they are gonna get some and they're they they put in the order for at least a few. Uh and they're just like kind of shouting like looking out for the regulars, like the actual readers instead of like, cause literally the, the morning of like the first phone call was someone who he had, he had recognized as in like a one-time comer and mm-hmm. just asking for the book. And it's like, Oh yeah, sure. We might get it. But it's just like, I think they're just like looking out for the people who go and it's like, yeah, please. And thank you. And I'm for sure guaranteed one for March.
0: Nice. My last bit of news image, cheeky, cheeky image <laughs> has been sharing a very familiar-looking graphic that keeps growing.
1: Uh, I didn't know this is going to be the other thing I'd be the most excited for for the series.
0: So what looks ominously like a potential third volume for The Silver Coin. Yes! Has revealed, of course, Michael Walsh being involved, but also James Tynan. Which is, yeah, on brand. Stephanie Phillips. Very exciting. Johnny Christmas. Mind blown! <laughs> and just today, they announced Porn sack Pachote. Yes! So you've been really enjoying. That's the good Asian guy, right?
1: Yeah, it's like like these. That's why I was so excited for like, like I I missed the day when Ty, uh, Tynan got announced. Uh, I jumped on board when uh, Stephanie got announced. I was like yo, because it's like it's like it's on bramford Tynan. He has his dark books. He knows how to write it. So it's kind of that's why it's very exciting for him to to open it up. But the silver coin is like that. That dirty book where everybody can just get something off their chest of of like that that they can't or they won't <laughs> do in their personal books, so for Stephanie to come over here, it's gonna be very, very cool, and then with Johnny, I've honestly, I have been missing Tartarus and that that was like my boy on there, so it's kind of like yes, give me, give me your horror book, and then today, yes, with uh the good Asian uh who, I can only like, when no no I was literally about to jump into. <laughs> I was like, oh, let me talk about like the one, the one that kind of took a uh, uh, different turn. But no, we're gonna talk about it later because I feel yeah. like Pornslack Barn- can do something like the with the way Vita kind of did something with the book.
0: Yeah, we're gonna talk about that later. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's, yeah. It, so. That's all the news I got. Did you have anything else you want to bring up? Uh, one thing that was very ominous, and I just I need all of the details, not just like, hey, this is happening. Bye. Um, the uh, Hideki Ano's launch of the Shin Japanese Heroes Universe. What? (laughs) That's it. It's literally just a poster of Shin Godzilla, Shin Ultraman, uh, Common Rider, and um, Ava. And it's like, are we getting a crossover? And it's like, yes, but how? Yes. Is it just gonna be merch? Uh, Yes. So it's like, what is it? yes (laughs) it's so stupid i need all the details but i'm pretty sure it's just it's for the most part i think it's just gonna be like this like this merch release of like all the stuff together of like like celebrating ano um because yeah like his his shin stuff is just oh my god i mean his stuff with Ava, uh the movies with uh fixing up or like making them pretty again for uh, neon genesis has been really cool shin godzilla arguably the best godzilla movie and Oh my god. Okay, we were skipping over to the last but Ultraman will be cool. I think he's writing he's not directing that one, he's passing it over but he is very much involved with the writing and obviously producing it. But his Shin Kamen Rider is going to be the best fucking thing ever. Oh my god. 2023 2023 can't 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 get here fast enough. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, the, just that that's it. It was just announced and like, yeah, this is just a thing so bye, <laughs> but very very cool. But we're not even sure if it's going to be a comic book, right? It'll be maybe some like uh, I don't know if it'll be a continuation of something within each other in a different media, but because uh, because if anything like that, the Shin Godzilla cliffhanger is just I need the extra bit of that, <laughs> please. <laughs> and if Shin Common Writer shows up and just being like on the street levels, while Shin Ultraman shows up and kicks ass like for Godzilla, oh, come on. <laughs> nice um I'm sorry and, and last thing I want to touch up uh, back to the the Jla Avengers thing it's um uh, this will be my first time reading that one because I've only ever read the the Ooh. first this will be I've only read the first tackle the, the 90s goofy one um so I so uh, it'll be cool to have like both comparing both books now
0: it's really cool i I like a lot of the characterization in it I've, cool. I've read it before so I think you'll dig it so nice nice all right well let's start talking about some comic books please. Uh first of all, as always on this show, we start not with a bang, we start with a boom. And we are starting with Boom Studios. I got two books this week, uh solo books. And the first one is Regarding the Matter of Oswald's Body Body Number Four. I'm already smiling. <laughs> Written by Christopher Cantwell, illustrated by Luca Casanlingueta, colored by Giada Martrizio, letter by Ann World. Okay. This is a full spoiler review in case anyone's Fun.
1: not wanting to be spoiled. That that's, I, that's so funny that you do this for our penultimate issue when we're like, well, let's we'll just wait till the next
0: one. <laughs> because I have to tell Husway about this. Uh, <laughs> Cuz this will probably hook him into this this book. Well, you hooked me last time so I was like I'm for sure going I am for sure swinging this weekend for these four. So in the last in the last issue, mm-hmm. our team switched out the dead body with Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. And Lee Harvey Oswald woke up. He's like, "Hey, as it going? And that's kind of what it let off, Ryan. Okay. So their orders are to go hide out in this, this, I think it's like a ranch or like a farm or something like that. This farmhouse with Lee Harvey Oswald and wait for instructions basically. Right. And because the other characters have had a lot of time, like developing who they are and stuff like that. This book's basically about Lee Harvey Oswald, the whole issue. And all he does is talk the Ooh. entire time, even though they keep cutting scenes and it's obviously like the next day, it's him talking, and okay. talking. And he says stuff like, he says like stuff like a confident guy, but who's more confident than he should be. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Like, right. he's, he's just like, yeah, we've been doing this a long time. Your plan? He's like, what your part took like a month. Mine's 18 months. And he's just like, like, he's like, I've been doing this here. I'm getting passage out of the country. And he's just like, you know, maybe one of those, you know, maybe they'll take me in one of those MIG 21s or an F4 prototype Lear. He's just talking and talking and talking. He's like, I was in the Civil Air Patrol. And then all the characters are just like this the entire time. Yeah. Like, none of them like this dude at all. Like, I'm trying to find. Yeah, right there. Right. Right. They're just frustrated at this dude. They went through this horrible thing to save this douchebag. You know what I mean? And he says, like, when we get there, just remember, I give the orders. I'm in charge now. And he keeps talking and talking and talking. And he talks about all his, like, stuff. He's like, uh, <laughs> like, about what, like, the difference between America and Russia. And he's like, if it's not the American way, it's no way and he's just like you know I defected to Russia and he's like you know I decided the US didn't get to have my talents and he's saying all this stuff and he's just like I changed the world do you realize this you know basically he's like I shot the president I changed the world and he's talking about like oh it was a really hard shot he's like they're going to talk about it one day about how impossible the shot is he's like of course I had backup he's like you know here and here but I had it I, I did it he's like it's bigger than me well, not quite yet, but it will be bigger than me one day, eventually. He just keeps going on and on and on. And he's like, But in fact, this gift, what I've handed everyone, what I've handed all of you, is reinvigoration of life. <laughs> what the fuck? The girl just can't take any more guns in the fuck down. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry, but I just really needed him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was and she's like because that son of a bitch is wrong about every fucking thing that came out of his mouth he was nobody and it's a goddamn shame that we're gonna waste the next hundred years or so trying to figure out the likes of that simpleton piece of dog shit oh god damn it that's so good (laughs) i love it so much i like the fact it was a conspiracy (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time like fuck that dude anyways like (laughs) And then now, basically, they're on the run, trying not to be caught by the people that Lee Harvey Oswald's working with. Oh, that's so, so good! Right, it's such a twist. I love it. So <laughs> just when she just guns him down, she's like, "I needed him to shut the fuck up." <laughs> like, like, just amazing. One of one of my favorite like reveals of the year. Easily, so it's a good payoff. <laughs> so, but um, and he's he's like. He's just douchey enough for you to want it to happen. That's the best part. Just to end it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, he, he's he's not like a bad guy. He's just douchey. And you're like, fuck that guy. Like you push it, dude. You push it too much. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So, which leads me to my second boom book, Angel Number Two, written by Christopher Cantwell, illustrated by Daniel Bayless, colored by Patricio Delpech, and color assist by Maria Agustina Vallejo, with lettering by Becca Carey. I won't spend too much time on this one. It is kind of still establishing the new, um, angel idea in this world where they actually run a TV show. Uh, angel gets trapped in a little thing and he gets out and now he's tiny. He's like three inches tall. That was fun. And <laughs> and there's a zombie. <laughs> there's, there's an argument about whether zombies have souls, which is fun. So good stuff. Not going to jump too much into that. But yeah. Uh, next up, Hostway is going to talk to us about A Blaze and Animal Castle. I really like this book a lot.
1: Uh, written by Xavier D'orison, artist is Felix Deleep and colors by Felix Delip, and lettering by Tom Napolitano. So this is the one, uh, the Animal Farm, slash, uh, with the, the, the upcoming revolution. And about our main character, the, the little white cat, uh, Miss, Miss B, Mrs. B. And again, it opens up with her at work, hard labor, pulling a, a giant boulder so they can just, like, restore this wall. And along the way, like in line, she looks over uh, to where the people were put at the stake, and people are leaving. Or her her sons are leaving these notes, uh, these drawings of a daisy based on like the the duck that or the goose that died from the first issue, whose name was Daisy, and a little like little note probably saying like "Remember you," like "We love you" or whatever. And one of the dogs, one of the lieutenants that, that got hurt, with like he he's wearing like a, an eye patch, literally rips it up and is like just says, like, fuck off. And she gets, like, mad. Like, she's, like, holding in that anger. Um, stuff at the home, back at the home, like, they're still trying to come up with a way to, to get numbers or get people in on this revolution and hopefully to people for people not to be scared. And so they're, they're still trying to, like, it's, and it's just, like, a, a the band of three and the two kids. The the, the cat, the bunny, and the rat. And the, the, the rat being with the crazy plants. And the Rabbit, trying to the 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 gigolo rabbit. That's kind of like, hey, I need kind of money, and like I'm kind of like doing this for free too. So it's kind of like it's kind of getting harder. So the plan now, like, so they they do come up with the plan. They the rabbit and Mrs. B. They sneak into the warehouse and they get a bucket, some paint, some brushes. The next morning, as the rooster's waking up, and he's surprised that everybody's already up, and he's like, "What the fuck? I haven't called you. I haven't I haven't crowed. What what's going on?" And he looks over and th- at the the wall of the stake is a giant, is a, is a pretty big or for the animals. It's a, it's a giant mural of a Daisy, a big Daisy. So it's a big ass fucking finger. Um, and so it's like, who did this? Nobody, obviously nobody's answering. So it's like, you're all being punished for uh, extra hours of work, whatever. Everybody disperse as a, uh, as they're all like making it around. It's like, Oh shit, who could have done it? Uh, Mrs. B looks over um, or the, uh, there's a shot of a donkey. Uh and then like a little the like, little alley and at the end of it is like a make sh- is a is a makeshift buffalo and it says to strike back at the bull, choose your stick and there's a couple of sticks on the ground. And the donkey picks one up and Mrs. B's there looking out from the corner, and she's smiling, and it's like, Oh shit, this is how we do it. This is like how we know who to pick or who to talk to. And the dog about to swing and he's like that internal fear and puts the stick back down and walks away. And Mrs. b's just like fuck, this is gonna be harder than than it than it is the next day um it happens again only it's like like the lieutenant with the eye patch like wakes up is like oh shit because he gets called out and now instead of being one daisy the whole walls like like three walls are just filled lined up but i'm pretty sure as a, remor- a remem- remembrance of everybody who's just been unwrongfully killed uh based because of the of the of the leader here of the president president de silvio um so that was a girl and then somebody says something stupid and everybody laughs, so it's like everybody thinks like they're locking at the president. So the president's gonna make a speech and he's gonna he's like, all right, ready my chariot, and cause like the enough's enough. And as as he's about to get on, there's a fucking ass daisy on his chariot, like where he was where he would sit. And he's just like he gets fucking pissed. He's like, you know what, fuck it. I'll do the speech tomorrow. Fucking fix this. Um so God, so it's a cool the revolution is starting. Like like it's, it's something sparking here. Uh, the next morning DeSilvia comes out, he gets in his little circle, and he makes his grand speech. It's like, you know what, fine. is doing this, you think you're so bad, you think you can take up my spot? Fine. No dogs. Come up, come up here. See if you can challenge me then. No? You're not you're not big and bad and strong? Fine then. And as he's about to like hit like a like the the last like note, Mrs. B lets out like a little a little signal. And the rat back on the rooftop lets out a giant bag, because like the night before there was like a another mission mm. and a bunch of leaves. Like it's like it rains down leaves. And you can imagine what's painted on each fucking leaf that's raining down on the president. It is so good. Um there's one goat who makes a after everybody leaves again at this point. There's um there's a goat that makes a passing um uh, remark to Mrs. Bean being like, Cause he, he saw what she did last the previous night on like with the paint and he not, he didn't threaten, but it's, I was like, yo, check yourself maybe because like there could be others watching and, but it could be like, I'm not sure. Hopefully it's not, uh, the, this won't be a betrayer uh, We need this to happen. So she's, she gets scared. It was like, oh fuck. Like after all this, like I'm gonna get caught. And that's when she looks over and that same donkey goes back to that alley, that same alley and picks up a fucking stick and actually hits it this time. <laughs> and it turns around and there are a few other animals lined up to do the same so it's like oh god like we're still the revolution is starting so i'm really loving this book <laughs>
0: nice all right let's move on i'm gonna talk about all hail behemoth oh hell behemoth and no holds barred number three two nice. issues two weeks in a row <laughs> Written by Eric Gladstone, art by Gabrielle Cari, colors by Inez Bravo, letter by Aditya Bidikar. This one was great because basically it's it's kind of ridiculous at parts. <laughs> so I didn't spoil the bad guy at the end of the last issue because I, I didn't want to give people time to read it. So the bad guy is Puck. Okay. So Robin Goodfellow, a.k.a the mischievous sprite from Midsummer Night's Dream. Gotcha. He's basically the Bard's Joker. (laughs) And now they're trying to chase him across the sea, and they're doing it in a horse-drawn carriage. The sea. (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's ridiculous. Um, They get washed up on an island in the middle of this tempest. And they meet someone who is very much Caliban <laughs> like, okay. but but uh, from the tempest obviously, so um they have a whole confrontation with him, which was it's a lot of fun it's it's very it's very Shakespearean it's probably the most Shakespearean of all of them so far, I think that's cool um as far as like actual tone, but in the end they get they get saved uh from the ship by a boat and um with this beautiful lad on it. Oh, and then oh. Squire says, "Who is this winsome lad who strikes my gaze? He strikes me in the he strikes me in the loins of my desire, <laughs> which is just amazing." And the dude's like, "Hey, I'm Ferdinand." Basically, like he's from Verona, and so they're gonna do the two gentlemen of Verona next. So. Uh, which, which is great. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. And then we get to see Puck one more time. He's like, he was behind the whole Caliban thing after all. And, like, yeah, it's been really, really good.
1: They, they make me this. think, of they remind me of these two characters of Summer Camp Island. Uh, it's the episode's called When Harry Met Gary. And these two dudes, this adventure, like, monster-punching dude, and this very literate guy are there to, like, to win over uh, Barb's character. And then along the way, they realize that they've always liked each other. And it's like, oh,
0: it's just so fucking cute. <laughs> so yeah, good stuff. Uh, same recommendation as always. Pick it up. Loved it. So next up, we're gonna talk about IDW. We got two <sighs> books. I got a solo.
1: Okay, good. How was it? ready.
0: Mindbreaker number five. Written by Jim Zub, art by Eduardo Mello, colors by Luis Antonio Delgado with assists by Riley McFarland. Letters by Neil Uatake. Um, if there's a theme this week, it's endings yeah oh my yes. god Holy yes crap like so this is the end of this book and um they confront a mind flayer and the mind flayer like messes with their brains and makes yeah. them see like their worst nightmares and i love the big barbarian dude who has the pet hamster oh huh? yeah <laughs> his, night- his nightmare is he went all crazy and stabbed a bunch of people and looked over and he accidentally stabbed his own hamster and he was like crying, like that broke him. And so basically they handle the mind flare, and one of them is one of them is basically stricken to the point that he's gonna turn into a mind flare and has to make the ultimate sacrifice. And I'm not gonna tell you what happens in the end, because it's the end of the series. Pick it up, read it, it's great. So good stuff. Um I, I'm kinda curious to see what the D D story they do next. Because that was Baldur's Gate. I want to see them go somewhere fun, so. But now it's time to talk about our other IDW book. Canto 3-6. Oh, Written by David M. Boer. Art by Drew Zucker. Colors by Vittorio Astone. And letter by OnWorld. The good news is there's a whole volume left. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know if I can handle it if this was the end. Um, but we do get to see the aftermath of the last issue with the Furies. Mm-hmm. And that was really dope. Yeah, totally. And, yeah, and just I love Drew's art for the Furies. How there's just like it's almost like like McFarlane's spaghetti webs. Oh, uh, totally. Spider-Man, you know what uh, I mean? Uh, like it's almost like that. It's such an awesome stylistic choice that I really dig. Just like these tendrils everywhere. And I really dig that. And um oh, I just this it, is such a good issue. This broke my heart oh my god yeah yeah uh again we're going light on the spoilers because it's the end of an arc and it's a pretty important arc um this shot this this might be my favorite drew zucker art book so far it is
1: an amazing page and and i just like i love her it took me a second because i had to like go back and forth and it's like yeah no like the 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 scarf color is is the same as Mm a as this it's like oh it's it's so beautiful
0: yeah but overall i think this is my favorite drew zucker issue so far of Kanto, yeah, Art it's definitely looks. one of his top ones for sure. Yeah, I just love it. This shot, oh, he's so good. Yeah, dude, like it's just there's so much going on here, and it's all about how well. Look, we did what we needed to do. Oh, but Kanto's friends, going back to earlier in the series, got themselves kidnapped, and now Kanto has to do the right thing. Ah, uh, I'm worried. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: and now it's like I, I know we're getting like the one more volume, but are we going to get like a, a bridge volume or a bridge story as well? Because like the, we did last time. Last yeah, because Canto Tales of the Unnamed World seems doesn't really seem like the final, like the finale name, but more like as because like the party splits now. Here is like Canto's definitely going one way. So I'm yeah. I'm wondering what the tales are like from like hey remember that one little guy and it's just like goes around before we get to yeah, the finale. Yeah, I
0: mean, that'd be cool. They've done it in every break so far. So, yeah. Yeah. But I, I loved it. What, anything you wanted to add? Uh, no, it, it was a strong issue. It was strong, a strong, a strong ending to,
1: uh, to this third, third installment. Really, really good.
0: I'm really glad we got in on the ground floor of that book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Aftershock. And I got one book, The Lion and the Eagle, number one. It's one of those big Aftershock oversized books. Nice. Um, Written by Garth Ennis, art by PJ Holden, colors by Matt and letter by Rob Steen. Um, so this one is, um, I told us, wait, sometimes Garth Ennis is a lot for me, yeah. Sometimes this stuff is pretty over the top. I mentioned the boys, but actually, the one preacher the one that gets me, oh, okay. Like, preachers, there's a lot going on in preacher, I don't like. <laughs> yeah, I like, can like, imagine because it makes me uncomfortable. But this one is a pretty straightforward war story. And... It takes place um, during World War II in Asia, like on the ground in Asia. Okay. So it deals with the whole Japan, China, India portion of it. hmm And it's really unique and cool. I like the story a lot. Uh, there's some really brutal moments, but I don't think it ever gets as bad as The Boys or Preacher to me. Okay. Like there's one part where they're part of a medical convoy of ambulances that are just full with, filled with injured uh, people, right? And you can kind of see what it looks like. It's pretty big. Yeah. So there's a lot of them. They're just filled with injured soldiers and they run out a gas and like, well, there's a gas de- depot up, you know, about five miles away. But for us to have enough gas, we all have to go. We'll have to leave the entry behind, just lock them up basically. Just leave like a few guards if we can. So they go, they hike there, they get back. And they open up one of the trucks and they get this scene. Grizzly. Some, some Japanese soldiers showed up and killed them all while they were gone. Like all these injured dudes. So it was just brutal. And it's just this really interesting thing. And it kind of touches on, it's one guy's perspective and it kind of jumps around to different bits of his life and stuff uh, throughout the war. This one's going to get a part two though. This is going to be a series. Which is, I think, the first for these extra larges. So. Um, it,
1: it it they sometimes do. It's weird when they kind of like squeeze those in because um, the one the the anthology one I picked up the After Dark one, mm-hmm. one of them then spun out into like the the Mother F Goose, and that one was like a sequel, a whole sequel to that one parter.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, I I liked it. I'm not a big war comic guy, but mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. And for Garth Ennis, it was the kind of Garth Ennis I really like. Oh, that's cool. Um, it also was very. Racially sensitive, more so than I thought it would be. Good. So that's good. It was actually very complimentary of the Japanese at the beginning where he, there was like an essay about it where it was basically like during World War II, there were so many Americans taken as prisoners of war. And it was like, there were like a hundred Japanese prisoners because they don't go alive. Yeah, they fight until they're done. Like right. and I'm like, that's pretty cool, and that kind of sets the whole tone of the book. Oh, okay, like so, really cool. I, I I enjoyed it. I'll probably end up getting the rest of them. Uh, so we'll see. We're
1: also in the reverse way where we were where we just uh figured out on the Tim Seeley Vampire book
0: too, where they use these as like, yeah, yeah. Now we're gonna have to go order those. Great, <laughs> <laughs> that's more money I have to spend. <laughs> All right, next up, Hostway, talk to me about Clover Press and Gatsby. Yes. Before.
1: F Scott Fitzgerald, The Great Gatsby, adaptation by Ted Adams, art cover and colors by Jorge Coelho, color color flats by Ines Amaro, and lettering by Robbie Robbins. So again, the just the adaptation, Gatsby in a different media. Uh, this one was actually like the the fun one. I mean, like a, a fun chapter before, <laughs> before 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 gets sad. <laughs> Uh this one being um God. Why do I always forget the main character's name? The the cousin. Not Gatsby, but the, the name uh the old old sport. I'll call him just fucking call him old sport. <laughs> Daisy's cousin. What the fuck is his name?
0: Uh Nick isn't <laughs> it? Okay, thank you.
1: Um
0: I'm double checking so I don't sound crazy because I was like I think it's Nick, but now you're making me. It was Nick Caraway, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it was Nick Caraway. Okay, <laughs>
1: uh, so it's it's Gatsby and, and Nick uh, finally setting up, or just like them kind of like finally hanging out, and then to find to to set up the tea party. And it was uh, it's it's the chapter where then Daisy comes over and they're just like, and Gatsby just like flaunts his house and like they're just like doing like, the whole tour. He's like throwing his like his clothes around, um he's like, a, like about his nerve. Like he was nervous at first and like he, then he finally all, all warms up now that she's actually finally there. Um, they have a, the, the piano scene, like the, he gets like the guy that's like just constantly drinking. he's like, Oh, I'm not what I used to. He's like, just start playing old man. Um, you get his, uh, how he got his inheritance by befriending the, that one guy. And then he passes and he just kind of left it, everything to, to Gatsby. Uh, and then after that is the, the start of the party. And, uh, how then how tom kind of gets invited and <laughs> and it is, I, I love the part where it's like how how gatsby just uh how does it go oh please make miss uh mrs buchanan and mr buchanan the polo player uh no not me and he's, <laughs> and it's uh like, what is it uh because he kept saying like oh please don't tell the people that i'm the polo player but he's like but gatsby kept doing it all night anyway <laughs> and like the last page is really nice it's like when they finally just have, like have like a little dancing number
0: yeah so so it's just like
1: it's just like the fun chapter the fun issue
0: <laughs> I that's my favorite stuff in Gatsby is when it's like like the whole mystery of who he is and how everybody has a different story. that's like yeah. my favorite thing about it and how his parties have this surreal nothing's real kind of feel to him. I love that it's oh yeah so cool so nice, awesome all right well, we're just about done with some Indies, but before we do, we're going to. Get some image out of the way. Holy <laughs> boy, let's do this. Josue, I'm going to start you off with Time Before Time, number 10, because we share every other book. Yes. Uh, time Before
1: Time, number 10, Turning Worlds. Writers, Declan Shelby and Rory McConville. Artists is Joe Palmer. Colors is Chris O'Halloran. And letters, Hassan Hasan O'Saname, Osaname Olao. And so this one deals with two stories three kind of like the c story is with the b story but we're gonna uh, i'll start with the b story because that's kind of where we left off last time and it was um tatsu meeting up with like the little boy that he took back in the day and that but now he's like older or now he's like an older man because it's now he's in that timeline and he got jumped by the boy by the old man boy now being like hey i've thought about it we should go back in time and fix time because time is fucked up and Tush is like you're an idiot please don't do that but he's a hostage he's li- he literally has him like tied up in the trunk and starts beating the shit out of him until he starts telling him where the time machine is and oh god it doesn't go well um he literally just so he convinces him enough to just at least take him to the time machine they take him there obviously he doesn't know how to work it so he clocks him one one good time until he kind of renders him unconscious a little bit or just he just passes out a little bit and he clicks on he, he figures out how to open the open the door and then when our good little robot shows up the the little robot that they kind of brought by accident or they activated by accident he shows up and being like and he realizes like okay this scene is wrong and this guy's an idiot and Tatsuo wakes up and be like don't let him take the pod and he's about to stop him or he starts talking shit before he's about to stop him when the idiot finds a gun from inside the pod and shoots the fucking robot in the head like and just blasts him. It starts ticking. It's like, oh, sh- I guess I guess he's done. He pushes some buttons and he leaves. Wait, to when? Who fucking knows? But Tatsu is now stuck in 2042 along with the robot that's also very much out of time. And he starts coughing. A little, a little coughing fit. And as was like, oh, are you sure you're okay? Like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And because it's a future robot, he does like a little quick, like instant cat scan. It's like, oh boy, what Tasha, Right, listen, I'm not sure how to put this, but uh, you're dying. And It's like, oh, this might have something to do with uh, when he time traveled in that sh- in the shoddy time travel in the uh, time machine when he was strapped on the outside of it. That's not good. The other portion of the story is um w- uh way into the future in 29.99, and this is it's this whole plot with a uh, definitely with the, with the antagonist of the story and now setting up other, like there's so many organizations cause in, and, and <laughs> across time uh, they who our main protagonists would like are, they meet up with someone who, uh, who's kind of like would be their bosses from, I guess, again like, like the future, they meet up with uh, the middleman for the 30th century, or like he is a representative for the 30th century and, He's not scared, but he kind of works more. He works for more for for the people in the year three thousand and some change, and he could care less about people more from the past. It gets kind of it gets more uh, cluttered, but uh, but then uh, again, a, a different organization shows up in the end of that one to just kind of mess it all up. But of course, like this guy, like was in on it anyway. That part got a little more complicated. But right now, I thought it was, I thought this was going to be the the arc clo- the arc closer. I had it in my in my ending file. But I forgot that issue six was like a a standalone issue. So the next issue will be the actual volume closer.
0: Nice. All right, boy, here we go. (laughs) so many. We're going to dive in. Let's start with another ending. Primordial number six. Yeah. So Jeff Lemire, Andrea Sorrentino, colors by David Stewart and letters by Steve Wands. (laughs) Um, it was sad (laughs) it was a great story a lot of the design was incredible Um, one thing I absolutely loved is we talked about the entire time we were doing this series we talked about the the art changes Mm -hmm. between this style right. And then the style with the dogs, where it's the more realistic style. Yeah. This this style. But when Laika is back with his her lady, they get a third art style. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that, that got me. I was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. So it was such a good story. And I love that we got almost no answers. Right. I didn't need answers for this one. No. It was about the dog. <laughs> like, and so I absolutely loved it. What a great series. Like, it was definitely an emotional roller coaster. For for a series that mostly starred three animals that could barely talk, mm-hmm. it was such a ride. So what would you think, man? Uh, I
1: definitely liked the ending. Again, it was like, without getting the answers that we were like expecting, why we kind of jumped on. To this, this book in the first place um it was definitely a much different ending uh but a much more appropriate one at least like for like the journey that we were going through that we that we went with it it was really nice and again like visually it was just like just fucking crazy i, I did like uh, andrea sorrentino's like just work on like flipping these uh these visuals it was really cool um and it, and it gave me like this this would be such a good pair to read with uh we three Mm-hmm. the Grant Morrison book like this, like it, it also has that like, Oh, I know what I'm getting into, but then you get just like the ending on that one. is just also just so different from what you're going to get. Um, I just, but yeah, th- this book was, was very much incredible. I, I'm, I'm glad we stuck by it. Yeah, totally. It, it was, it was great. I'm glad it does a call back to the moment that it just skips on over. Like when they, when they beep the call and it's yeah. just, like, you get that cliffhanger. And it's like, Oh shit. Like, well, I guess like she's okay, but what happened to the guy? And it's like, you get that, I guess like a closing scene.
0: Yeah, definitely. That takes us to another ending. Deep beyond twelve. What cover you get? Uh, I'll show you. Merca andolfo, David Goy, Andrea Bricardo and Barbara Nascenzo. I got that one, of course. Same. Yeah, <laughs> I-, I
1: was torn with the other one with the sisters uh, with the the, the Merca, oh the Andolfo uh, variant because that one was also very. It's like yeah. them looking at each other really cool, but this one.
0: Yeah, I really liked how this wrapped up. Um, I enjoyed this. This is going to be a good trade for somebody. Yeah. That hasn't read the series yet, you know. Um, I like the big return. I like the explanation of the relationship between the other dimension and ours. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think it kind of puts us into perspective, which I think is good. Um, And then just kind of the way it wrapped up. And I absolutely loved the last bit with Paul. Mm Mm-hmm like my name is the whole my name is Paul his whole last speech and then this shot was just so cool like this just wrapped up so well I absolutely loved this story um and it's one of those ones that if there's going to be more at some point cool if there's not cool oh, I don't yeah. care it was self contained it was cool enough to go back to if you want to but doesn't need to go back to it oh no and like on Dolph sequels um
1: as like with like um some of our books but this one being like a sweet 12 is it's, it's like 12 12 is a good number for a full st- for a full story in comics so i can see this one being like a for sure like the end like uh, how it says uh, how it says um the last page i really liked it as well for like a sci-fi journey It definitely stuck the landing like with the explanation at the end like with like yeah like you said like, the, rel- the relationship putting into perspective being like this is why we're fucked. obviously like Humanity is like Is their own monsters uh, Themselves yeah. But there was more to it too And it was like I I did definitely like I, I liked it a lot
0: Yeah definitely Really really good uh, Solid book throughout mm-hmm. So Alright And then Next one is An end Question mark <laughs> Man among ye Number eight Damn Written by Stephanie Phillips Art by Josh George Colors by John Calise And letter by Troy Pateri Okay This says the end. Let's just start there. This says it's the end. But with an ellipsis and a question
1: mark. But it does say the end.
0: (laughs) Yes. And there's definitely places they can go with this. Mm -hmm. Part of me is wondering, is Stephanie too busy? Right. She's doing a lot. (laughs) So um, I am very happy... You know what? Let's just spoil this one. That's fine. Also, a couple people die. So it makes it feel more like a finale. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I'm happy we got to the pregnancy story. Because if anyone knows the actual story behind this character, that's an important part of it. Because basically, what happens is she runs amok as a pirate. She's finally captured. And then she tells her captors, I'm pregnant. You can't kill me. I have a baby in me. So they have to let her go. <laughs> like, and that's how it worked. And so that's like a really important part of her. And I really liked this. If I had, oh, of course, wrapping up the whole thing with Jack was great. Um, If I had any criticism, which this isn't even a criticism, this is more of a hope. Um, The other two characters really don't get wrapped up at all. That's true. So I'm hoping there's something further there if that makes sense. Um so but yeah, I mean other than that, her and Mary get wrapped up for the most part. Yeah. And but the other two it's it's kind of just left out there. They're just in the background the entire time. They I don't really think I speak in this entire issue. So I'd like to see more from that, but I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. This one took a while to get to us, unfortunately, mm-hmm. which is another sign that maybe it's over, <laughs> but I really enjoyed the ride so far. So what'd you think? Um, I definitely liked it. It,
1: uh, it, it. it gave me the, it reminded me of a uh, pirate queen from bad idea. Cause it also, d- dev- I'm wondering if, uh, if she was meant to be also just like um, an, an, an Anne representative character too, without just having two and books out there with pirate queen. Cause it also ended with like, her just like ca- calling it for her pirate affairs but still very much a sailor's life after after having a baby. So it doesn't make sense, especially because like this book was like having like the missing chapters of, of Anne's life and damn to get it to get it here and being like, okay, well this now she's just setting off on her own different path uh, across the sea. But yeah, I just like I just I just really like the I really like the this book. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, I just sucks to potentially see it go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And then uh, next up, the silver coin number nine. Uh, written by Vida Ayala with line work <laughs> lettering by Michael Walsh. Colors by Tony Murray Griffin and Michael Walsh. Um, I'll just read my note for Twitter. Uh, Even in the world of the silver coin, ACAB. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, basically, the coin comes in the hands of a corrupt cop. And he's awful and basically things happen to a way that he um, yeah that he's able basically he, he makes a horrible decision but then ends up getting rewarded for it that's what <laughs> we'll say And so he of course rides that shit and so I think it's really interesting and I want to kind of go back and read the others about the eye on the coin opening up. yeah because I've only remember getting that open so often and if i remember correctly because again i don't remember every issue if it's this open doesn't it always spark fire i remember that happening before didn't it, I like think with, the, it with, the, with the with the firefighter's house or whatever right i mean and this one
1: definitely like when this is one shot when it opens and like the eye actually just ignites but i'm, I'm wondering if if uh yeah if that's actually what it causes but it's, it's, it's a coin from hell i'm sure it has fire properties <laughs> yeah but i just the, like
0: the we're starting to get we're getting the lore you know what yeah I mean? and the, yeah that progression of it opening mm-hmm. i thought was really interesting yeah i was going to talk about because i
1: do remember like when it's like i do remember it like showing its eye but it's almost like when it's like when the person is for sure too far gone now like that's when it's just finally like i'm full control yeah. here
0: yeah it's really interesting and i wonder if we're going to start getting lower we're just going to keep it in anthology stories so. well the next one
1: I, I like that the next one is michael's one because he's like the closer uh, and yeah. we actually get a sequel to Covenant 2. So it's like, I'm pretty sure the next one will be like more on that pilgrim, dude. I fucking love this issue. Cause it's every issue is just like, whoever touches the coin, whoever gets the coin, bad shit happens to them. Whoever gets in the way, you're also sent to oblivion. But in this one, like you said, like there's like the lore behind it, but in this one, I liked that. It was just like, this coin is evil. And in this case, we, ha- we got a chapter where it was just, the evil being released upon the world with all these, with all these fires that were like, kind of like um unsolved, but it's just like, but it was just like this quote unquote hero. That was the actual cause of it all. So it's kind of like, it was just like so twisted, which is why I like, going back to like the beginning, which is what like this issue then made me, or thinking back on this issue as is well, made me really excited today with uh porn star, announcement. Cause he could probably do a very, very sweet horror social book um with him on silver coin as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I'm curious about the next one.
1: I know, oh, I know. It, <laughs> it
0: is going to be a follow up to the Pilgrim one, but it mentions a modern teenager. Yes, I remember that part too. Yeah, I read that. So I'm curious, so yeah. We'll see. Next up, what's the furthest place from here number 4? <laughs> Storytelling by Todd Ross and Matthew Rosenberg, lettering by Hassan Atsmani al How. Uh, this cast is getting ridiculous. <laughs> <It's so tough. laughs> I love it. Um, so we get to the carnival, and we basically get word that everybody is coming to the carnival. All the people from all the different families and stuff. So we're going to start seeing some people come back. Maybe we'll see the ones that stay with the old people come mm-hmm. back all messed up, like you know. Oh yeah. So I'm really curious. Uh, this one. So much happens. I think once again, this is um, a really good issue for um, uh, for my boy, <laughs> Meryl, because I love Meryl. Oh my God, uh, yeah. Because he just, you know, does the right thing and he's actually loyal to his, his new friends and not these douchebags and like, I love, I love that page, this page. Where he, oh, yeah, the, that's one of my favorite page
1: It took me a second to realize what was happening or why I was moving, but then I realized, like, oh, it's it's moving down a fucking carousel. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that cow man is trying to get your attention, he's a pig baby. I, I don't care, like, <laughs> or the at the beginning, you're not my buddy Meryl, sure, I am. You know, my name, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I really, I really digging this book. It's, it's, I've it was a setup issue for the next one. And oh, I yeah. cannot wait for the next one. So there's not Dude. a lot of talk about this one. Tell me but. you did not die at something is kissing the children. Oh, oh 100%. <laughs> I almost listened that to you. Oh my God. I, mean, I was kind of like, well, actually, that's kind of a creepy thing to say. No, I think. Like, so. It was, yeah, it's no, a good was shout out perfect. to comics. Yeah, definitely. So no, great stuff. I can't wait for the next issue because I think, again, this is a setup issue. So
1: Also, it's, like, it's not that I don't, Trust Meryl because I'm pretty sure he's the one. That, again, like I'm calling him. He's the one. He's the one that's gonna make me cry. Or gonna break my heart in the in the book, but not in a betrayal way. But like when he meets up with his people by accident, they're not like treating him like the academy is. They're kind of like, hey, dude, like like they treat him like still like, as one of their own. Like they don't talk down to him in a way. I don't think they noticed he was gone. Okay, yeah, but so <laughs> but it's just like so he just wanted to balance. Like it's like
0: there's a he's just such
1: an interesting character. Yeah,
0: yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. Anyways, next up, Rain 2. Uh, just in case we're getting too happy, Rain 2. <laughs> St- story by Joe Hill, adaptation by David Boer, art by Zoe Thorogood, colors by Chris O'Halloran, and letter by Sean Lee. Um, so, this, is, of course, is the one where in the last issue, a bunch of crystal needles fell out of the sky and killed a whole bunch of people, including our main characters. Uh, girlfriend and mother. Um, she feels the responsibility to tell her girlfriend's father about it, who lives uh, quite a ways away. And like technology's wrecked, so she's going to have to walk. Also, yeah, there's needles everywhere, so any car you drive would, yeah, would you not know, but... make it. So um, I really like this. Um, the introduction of the creepy church. Was an interesting choice, and I can yeah. really see where that goes. Um, This hot dude that joins her group is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I really liked it for the most part, and some of this violence is absolutely insane. Like, when they take down the two dudes that jump her, mm-hmm. Like I was like, fuck. Like, that's brutal. Um, My only hesitation, and this is just a personal preference, I really hate this kid being with them. Yeah. I don't want him to be there, because it'll... Part of me says she would just turn around and take him back. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if she doesn't do that, it's going to feel weird. And also, I don't want a little kid in a sad story like this because I don't want to see a little kid die. I know.
1: So (laughs) they'll just always be hanging.
0: Yeah. But uh, I really, I'm I'm really digging it, though. It's really cool. Uh, I love the art. It's like just this kind of slightly off style. Um, I love a lot of the choices they make. Like, uh, I like the feet being in the foreground of this last shot. Mm hmm. Like, just stuff like that. Um, and it's really cool. I'm engaged by the story. I like the explanation of what it is, you know? And, of course, everybody thinks it's a conspiracy, which is 100% what would happen. So, I really enjoyed it. What do you think? Uh, I'm liking the second issue on, like, seeing the path
1: it's going, the journey we're going to get on. It gives me vibes of, like, seeking a friend for the other world with uh, the leftovers. Especially with the, the introduction of, like, the, the, the creepy church and, like, making it more than it should be, like that. Um, just being super cult- culty, like that. Uh, but but I like it. I, again, like the, the guy is very handsome, so I, I definitely liked his introduction. I, I really thought he was like a goner, like the whole cat situation. It's like, oh god, oh, it's yeah. just one of those poor souls that just like lost it, and just like he fried just out. Keep
0: seeing people die on
1: her. Yeah. yeah, but then he came back and like, oh my god, what he broke the nose? I literally went to my nose. Like, could you? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's like by accident, I'll get it fucking right. And it's like, no, <laughs> like this fucking book. <laughs> no, I liked it.
0: Nice. Next up, final image book, Home Sick Pilots 12. Yes. <laughs> One of our favorites, you all know. Uh, written by Dan Waters and art by Casper Vengard. They're also the creators with lettering by Aditya car So while the house and the robot just beat the shit out of each other for a while, everybody's on the search for a haunted toilet seat, which is a ridiculous <laughs> statement, but it totally works in this book. Um, this book was, this issue was very weird and grim, and I loved this break in the art style because they haven't really done something like that. Yeah, so it made it really pop for me. Um, it was really cool. They're on their mission. Um, I'm I'm worried because they they literally ask the question, "Why is he here?" You know what I mean, like. <laughs> You're you you do not have a set of armor, and I'm like, oh god, is he going to sacrifice himself or something? And then also this the ghost design, oh god, is yes. awesome. So I really enjoyed it. I'm very curious to see where this goes, what they're going to have to do. Yeah, really, really good. What do you think?
1: Um, I'm a, I love Rip so much, and I'm just like, I'm yeah, guess like, like, why is he here? I'm so worried for him. Like the mold. And it's just like, uh, was he? What is he uh, coming to? But at the same time, and like, is this where it happens for him? Everybody else has a, has a one has a house. The other one has a cool, fucking dope like golem armor. He needs his own like fucking henshin too, <laughs> like, please. Yeah, exactly. So, and he's the only one who's actually been on both sides of the conflict. Oh, totally. Like he's seen like the most at this point. The other ones have been like surviving and discovering it but he's actually seen it and like probably been around so like he would know like or when, when he meets up with razor again for like that second or like that slight yeah, yeah. blip like that was fucking cool such a good book like one just like i never we never know where this book is gonna go but it always just ends up delivering
0: <laughs> yeah good stuff yeah all right all right now we are going to switch over to dc the distinguished competitor themselves and we have several books. I got a couple solos, so we'll start there. First of all, Green Lantern, number 11. I got the Black History Month cover. Oh, that is beautiful. Isn't it? That's so good. I love it. It's so great. Uh, written by Jeffrey Thorne. Art by Tom Rainey and Marco Santucci. With finishes by Maria L- Laura Sanapo. Colors by Mike Atea and letter by Rob Lay. Everything comes together in this one, finally. <laughs> awesome. So, we've been telling two stories. We've been telling John Stewart off ascending to some kind of godhood or something. Oh, yeah. And then Sojourner trying to keep the Green Lantern Corps together on Oa. Yes. They get attacked. Finally, John can't take it any longer and shows up to help them defend Oa. So, everything comes together finally. Also, the Justice League shows up. So, it's like a full-on group of people helping out. That's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so, it's funny because none of them know Sojo. And so, like she's <laughs> going to be showing the main up. Lantern, you know. <laughs> yeah, like. Um, but the moment the John shows up, just to give him an idea of his, his new power level, that's him punching a gigantic watcher. Those are normal sized people. Oh, he can just
1: kaiju himself. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> so they they basically talk about how he accepted ascension. He's ascended, and they keep saying stuff like that, and. um they realize that they need a certain kind of energy and all the Green Lantern rings are destroyed. Even Sojo's gets destroyed in the story. And they said something with a great deal of power will be required. So they they actually go to Teen Lantern, who has the 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 glove, remember? But she's unconscious. And she's like trying to convince her, she's like, please wake up. And the gloves never come off Teen Lantern. She's like, we need the glove, please. And they're fighting still. And then all of a sudden the Sojourner in full-on energy form attacking the the guy from behind. God so cool. Yeah, and so it's it's actually John Stewart and Sojourner that saved the day, the two black green lanterns, which I think is amazing. And then um there I think there's one issue left in this run. So I'm curious to see exactly what's gonna happen, but so dope. I loved this. Like so good. Next up is Josue talking to us about Wonder Woman 784. Oh,
1: man. Should I do it in this order? Okay, cool. Um, fuck. Wonder Woman 784. Uh, thankfully, the credits from the beginning. Uh, Michael W. Conrad and Mickey Cloonan as the writers. Marcia Takara as the artist. Tamara Bonvalana with the colors. Uh, Pat Bros with the lettering. I'll be quick about this one, because the 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 issue itself isn't the important part. Uh, she finally vanquishes uh, the person who's been throwing all these glass copies of Wonder Woman. It's the ruler of the mirror world. And then we finally find out who the mysterious knight is that's there to um, ki- get, kill her. Is like his mission. It's what he was sent there for. But then after they deal with all the glass Wonder Woman, after they kind of get him off of the trance, it turns out <gasps> it's sexy ass Siegfried. Siggy's back. But he's heavily fucking hurt, so he'll be uh, hospitalized for a while. But our good boy, um, dead man, will be t- watching over him. He comes back in the story. It, it was awesome. So, man, if Siggy becomes a regular, Siggy over over Trevor every fucking day, yo. <laughs> um, and then um, at the end, Nubia makes a call out. It's like to to Diana. Finally, it's like, hey, bitch, you needed back at the island. You might want to head over here now. <laughs> Um and then the epilogue is I just need to show this one part is Dr. Psycho or Cisco Psycho, yeah. Uh, talking to somebody ominous, you can't see who he's talking to, but it reveals that he kept one creepy ass puppet of of a broken face uh, glass creepy. yeah, and then announces that with um, of the new villainy ink is uh he's starting up. Whatever. That's not the important part. We're talking we're this we're setting up the fucking trial of the Amazons here. The yeah. second part uh, like the, the short part, the epilogue of this or the B side of the story is an Artemis story. Yo Artemis is becoming my one of my favorite characters like reading this book with Nubia or get, yeah. getting like the backstory be, uh, behind in, uh, her and Bon McDo and just like what they're trying to do. It opens up with uh, her from bottom in Bo McDo she gets sent out like she her and um, Atlanta. Um, or and with uh the queen of of Donna McDowell, they're just like, hey, what do they say? If we win Dooms door, because like they they know that they're gonna invade uh Themyscira. If we win Dooms door uh Doom's door away, win our place back in Themyscira, we win immortality and every and every McDowell in Sisterhood. Um, uh, yeah, everybody gets immortality. And Artemis there. Um, I'm pretty much like they 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 know they're gonna send Artemis over there, but that's a flashback in the, and the present tense, in the present, uh, time. Now, Arte, Artemis is sneaking through. She makes it to Themyscaria and she, she sneaks by, uh, doesn't, she doesn't do anything bad, but she passes over themiscaria and she makes it to this part where it's like, there's like these three statues
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she meets up with these three hooded figures. And it's, um, Atlanta is there and with them. And when, and Atlanta starts saying, like, yo, like what you're about to do is like I I trust that we trust you that like, you're not gonna say anything to anybody. And Artemis does a, a a blood oath. Like she cuts her hand, does a blood oath for the fire is like, I swear I I'm my dude I won't say anything. And Hippolyta reveals herself as the second one and be like, Cool, it's it's time uh, what's what are the actual words? It's time to know what's at stake, Artemis, of Bono McDowell. But like it's like what they're kind of intending to do. And Hippolyta starts talking, uh it's like something's going to come down to Artemis because everybody's going to be busy. Like they, they've been waiting for, they know something's going to happen to man's world and it's all going to come down to, um, the Amazons, obviously, for that's where we're getting to, but what we need instead of like having this divisive set is that they need, um, is imperative that Bonham McDowell and Nescasita remain, uh, the lost Amazons no longer. They need a unified force of Amazons because of what's going to come. And the sign that they've been, they, and they've been playing this long game and the sign that they've been waiting for is Diana's Return. Uh, Diana's Return was kind of like the first sign to like make this shit start rolling. And then with uh, Yara Floor, it's, it's like a whole span of like the Amazons, like, the Wonder Women. And so what it comes down to, and the third one reveals herself and it's uh, Antiope, Antiope, uh, the the second to come through the well of souls. And and she and she, uh, she's blind. Like she has like this like scar over her eyes over kind of what happened once mm-hmm. before when she tried to like I guess I like, do something about it. So Artemis is um everything I do for I do for my sisters, I'm yours to command. Oh yeah. And that's because they ominously reference we have a plan, but it requires sacrifice. What will be asked of you uh will cut to the heart of you deeper than any blade. Are you willing are you willing to give all in this cause? So of is going to play a big, big fucking role here. And if she, I, I, I'm kind of hoping that she becomes like the champion of the door, as we're, we'll maybe get to in a second here. But it was just like for her to have like a big, crucial secret meeting with these three figures like this, I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited for the trials.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too. I think it's going to be really cool. Like, I, at the
1: very least, like, also uh, all the Dawson covers for Wonder Woman, at the very least, pick up this one for like, it's a good road to uh, prologue for the trials of the Amazons.
0: Yeah. Nice. Alright, next up is Detective Comics 1053. I got this Penguin cover. Oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah, they have all these hyper realistic covers. Yeah. Right now, so uh so as always, there's two stories going on in this one. Uh the first one, of course, is written by Mariko Tamaki, uh written or drawn by Max Rayner, covered by Luis Guerrero, and lettered by Ariana Mayer. And it's about the, of course, Arkham Tower and how, how the whole conspiracy behind it and everything like that. Um, I'm starting to wonder, because I, I, I'd have to look back at the past few issues. I'm wondering if Stephanie Brown is undercover as the girl who thinks she's Harley. Because okay. it's one of the patients that thinks she's Harley Quinn, but isn't Harley Quinn. Uh huh. And we know Stephanie is in the tower when the big attack comes, because we mm-hmm. saw that in the flash forward. So I'm wondering if that's how. So that's really cool. I like that, you know, so. Right. Um, Helena finds the thing she wrote underneath her own bed that his hold is breaking, you know, and so everything's going on. Nightwing Nightwing actually in costume shows up and uh, runs into Psycho Pirate who takes control of him. And so we're left with that image there. The backup story, the one that's been really fascinating about the little kid whose life just keeps getting ruined over and over and over. Oh, right. Um, He's like a young man now. And he is, uh, he's in Arkham Asylum because of the attack with penguin you know he got arrested and he's in arkham by the way this is written by matthew rosenberg drawn by fernando blanco colored by jordy beller and lettered by rob lay there's a big breakout in arkham and who is it but bane oh damn so he runs into yet another bat villain and there's a great moment where a guard is like the a guard tries to kidnap or tries to recapture the kid but he basically grabs a gun, points at the kid, and basically says, I'm just going to shoot you and tell them that you resisted, essentially, is what he said. Goddamn. Bane shows up, stops the guy, takes takes the weapons away, and basically tells them to fight it off, just the two of them. And so they, they fight, and the boy loses. No, no, wait, no, sorry. I jumped ahead. I jumped a complete story. So. No, he, he, um, the guard is about to kill the kid. That's when Victor Zaz shows up and kills oh. the guard. Uh-huh. And then Victor Zaz is like, I'm going to kill the kid. That's when Bane's like, no, Zaz, you fight the kid without your blade. So he has a fist fight with Victor Zaz. Loses. And then Bane stops Zaz from killing him. He's like, Bane tells the boy, do you understand that you can only ever lose one fight, boy? If you can get up, your enemies have never won. Damn. Which is really cool. So, And then he basically he escapes and he, sees, um, he runs to an old friend of his. And he's like, I just need to get out of Gotham. I need to start over. And that's where we left off on okay. that. So. Good stuff. I, I'm, I'm really liking it. The Mariko Tamaki era of Detective Comics has been really good, if anyone's on the fence. it's cool. totally worth a watch or read, so, yeah. Next up, another ending. Aquaman, the Becoming number six. Oh, man. Yeah. Written by Brandon Thomas. penciled by Serge Acuna and Diego Orletegue. Or- or- T- or- yeah. Inks by Serge Acuna and Wade Von Grabacher. Colors by Adriana Lucas and letter by Andworld. Basically, so these terrorists are going to, you know, disrupt the attack or disrupt the peace talks between the two cities. And we saw in the last one where Jackson came up with the badass water trident. And so, yeah, it's just basically them stopping the bad guys. So badass. I love Jackson's design so fucking much. Um, him, his mother, and his uh, uh, sister team up to do it. It also flashes back to the Aquaman 80th anniversary issue, which had a story with him and uh little baby andy and and the aqua family and this takes place immediately after that story where he's like she almost died because of me and arthur's like motherfucker you saved her like what are you talking Uh about like and so they um he's like basically like trying to tell him you're aquaman too you get that right like trying to tell him you're accepting this name um there's a bunch of really cool shots. Uh, oh, and there's one. this one dude with a giant mace swings it at Jackson. He doesn't get out of the way in time. So Jackson's mom jumps in the way and takes the hit. Oh, damn. No. And it's implied that it fucks her up pretty bad. You'll see later. But Jackson, uh, she, she's hurt, right? And then Jackson <laughs> does this shit. He goes, you. <laughs> and then he pulls, he chokes him with a thing of water. Oh, shit. And then just starts pummeling the fuck out of him oh man oh Blood just spraying off the guy and like the interjection so, the
1: interjecting manta black manta shot
0: yeah exactly um and so they're able to talk him down before he like murders the dude um he his mom is put in like a medical stasis so she's being taken care of and one of the last things that happens it's really great is this reporter says Hey, i am a reporter for the coral which is an underwater paper. Uh-huh. And <laughs> it says, "Are you Jackson Hyde? Are you Aquaman?" It's like, really interesting." And then um he basically ends up talking to Arthur and says uh, he's, he accepts that he's Arthur man. Uh, he's Aquaman now too. And he he basically is mourning his mom being, you know, in the tube. Damn, okay. Then it cuts to Iceland. And for the the outro, Arthur's drinking mm-hmm. just like the one in the movies. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, perhaps one more, and then the door opens and someone soaking wet walks in. And you only see their feet. And he says, Better make that too. And he says, No traps, Arthur. He's like, I told you there I told you there weren't. This is too important. Now sit down before you bring even more attention to us. You got me here, Aquaman. Tell me why I don't just kill you. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Aquaman baby. <laughs> I'm so stoked for this book. Every time I'm like, ah so Good stuff. Great mini for Jackson. It really, if you didn't know who he was, if you started reading him because of Future State, mm-hmm. this really gives you a good idea of who he is, and what his character, <laughs> why he's different. So it was a great little six issue run. I really enjoyed it, and that leads me to Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, number eight. Oh,
1: finally! Oh, not, not finally, but just like I, I want to know this cover. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it's so beautiful. Okay. Written by Tom King. Drawn by Bill quist evely Colored by Matthias Lopes. Letter by Clayton Cowles. Where we left off. Supergirls find a bunch of guys in space. Comet the super horse is supposed to watch the little girl so she doesn't kill the guy that killed her father. Okay. Comet has to go save Supergirl, so he leaves her alone. The girl picks up the sword and immediately puts it to the guy's neck. And... In space, Comet, they kind of play fast and loose here without really confirming it. Comet does change back to his human form. Do you know the lore behind Comet the super horse? No. It's fucking weird. Okay. <laughs> <I'm just gonna laughs> Comet is a dude.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Changed into a horse. When he was in dude form, he was her love interest. Okay.
1: And then it's a yes. horse.
0: <laughs> and now it's her horse.
1: Okay, it's
0: weird. <laughs> um, he ends up saving her, but transforms back into his human form. It's implied, kind of, that he dies. Shit. But yeah. Um, but the little girl back on the back on the planet, uh, she has a sword. Um, she basically says, like, "Let's do a fair fight." She's like, "I don't want. I don't want to just kill you. You killed my dad in a non-fair fight. You killed another man. I'm not going to do that." So. She t- unties him and he's like, "Oh, you know, you you have a sword. I don't have a sword." She's she's like, "Um, she puts the sword midway between them, and they take several steps back, right? And they go to attack to get to the sword first, and you get this cool shot of them both diving for the sword. I think you can see it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I can't see my camera when I. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. No, I can see it. Um, but it's great because she doesn't even go for the sword. She just kicks him in the fucking face instead. Beautiful. <laughs> like, she's the best she she beats the shit out of him she wins the fight she bites him and stuff like that she's just desperate to win she has him down she has the sword up and she, she can't do it she keeps swinging at him and stopping at the last second over and over and over and she doesn't understand why she can't do it and then Supergirl shows up it's great because she's like I don't understand why can't I kill you in the shot her comet and says, oh. I don't know, maybe maybe you need a little help. Oh. It's like, oh look, <laughs> like it's so good. And basically, she decides she she picks up the sword. She goes to swing it. And she decides not to kill him either. So also there there's a bit about like, he poisoned your dog. What about your dog? He you know, and she's like, What? And she's basically like, Crypto, you know, he was poisoned in the first issue. And she's like, oh, Crypto's fine. She's like, that was my excuse to go with you because I knew you needed help, basically. I was like, oh. I was like, And that's funny because that was the only plot hole the entire time. I was like, how long is Crypto going to be poisoned for? Like, this is, I was like, and then I was like, oh, that doesn't matter. So it was great. Um, but in the end, they end up taking him captive. And it cuts forward to this old woman. Okay. And then Wonder Woman shows up or Super Woman shows up. Super Woman. Super Woman. Yeah. And she's like, hey, and that's the little girl that's with her. It's the old lady now. That's how much time has passed. Oh, damn. And apparently they took the bad guy and put him in the negative zone. And they've rehabbed him. Wait, the Phantom Zone or the Phantom Zone? Yeah, okay. sorry, wrong comic company. <laughs> um, Phantom Zone and rehabbed him, and he's fine. He comes back, and he's like, "Thank you so much for freeing me." He's, Damn, he's really apologetic and stuff. So she actually rehabs him, and that's the end. Superwoman, what a ride, man! I know there's an argument as to whether it's canon or not. Oh, for real? Okay, because the time frame, I guess. But I don't care, it's canon to me. This is the only Supergirl <laughs> canon that matters to me. So, cool. so good. I would love more. I would love Tom King and Bill Close to be together more for books. That would be great. So, all right. Shared DC books. We're going to start with another Black History Month cover. I almost got that cover. It's <laughs> yeah. gorgeous. Nubia and the Amazons, number five. Um, Something we're going to talk about in this issue and another, at least one other issue later on is just because something seems obvious doesn't mean it was the bad decision. Mm-hmm. So, uh, written by Stephanie Williams and Vida Ayala, script by Stephanie Williams, pencils by Aletha Martinez, inked by Mark Morales, colors by Romulo Fajardo Jr., and uh, I don't see a letterer actually. Okay, um, so in the last issue we kind of came to the conclusion. Oh she's going to actually recruit Medusa to become one of the Amazons. And that's literally what happens in this issue, which is good because that just means it's logical storytelling. I also like that being the solution to the problem. Yeah. You know, instead of just fighting her and killing her and doing all that stuff, Nubia does what a queen would do. You know what I mean? That's a a good decision. So I really thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, That's most of the story in this one. And the rest of it is, of course, setting up trial of the Amazons. Uh, So, um, Hippolyta, Hippolyta shows back up. I need to speak with Queen Nubia at once. So uh, that's that's the end of this run, it looks like, to be continuing the Trial of the Amazons 1. Um, I've really enjoyed this run. Five-issue run, really good. Introduced us to a bunch of new Amazons. I know that they said that one of the things that starts the Trial of the Amazons storyline is a murder
1: mm-hmm.
0: on Themyscira. So I'm curious as who it is. Yeah. So... Cause now we've gotten to know all these Amazons, so we actually give a crap about them. <laughs> so, um, but it was really cool. Um, I also will. I got to give a shout out to just this imagery,
1: dude. Yes, pa-
0: for page two and three, the spread. Oh my god, just gorgeous. Just the whole fight is cool, and then in the end, of course, they don't end up fighting. I love her design in human form too. Looks really cool. Right. I like her a lot. Um, I like that she still has unique eyes. They they bring that up so. I, I really loved this. It was really good. What a great run! Uh, to be frank, it was my first real newbie a run, except for Future State. Yeah. So. Samezies. So I really thoroughly enjoyed it. What do you think?
1: Uh, I really. I mean, I obviously enjoyed enjoyed, enjoyed the hell out of it uh, for this four, for this first five part story, and obviously the the last sixth issue will be for the 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 event. But dude, I, I really want this uh this staff of understanding to be like a staple weapon of hers for a while. This like interchangeable sta- uh spear, lasso. Gosh, she just works it so fine. Like I it's, it's so dope. I I really I really like this weapon choice for her. Just like just it, it just it just really fits with all the Wonder Woman like weaponry. So it's cool.
0: Yeah, definitely. So cool. <laughs> um all right, next up. Robins, number four. Of course I got this cover. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had to. <laughs> like, I've gotten all the other sexy workout covers. Why not? Um, so this one, um, I really enjoyed this issue. Written by Tim Seeley, drawn by Baldemar Rivas, colored by Romulo Fajardo Jr., and lettered by Steve Wands. Um, so we follow up on the last issue where Tim was taken. Um, and we find out in the last issue, of course, that happened. And uh, we get to see him kind of interact with the original Robin that we've, has been ominously loop, looming over everything. Um, little things I love about this: I love Dick with long hair, and I don't like it when it looks I, too flat. Sometimes it looks just too fucking flat. I just don't like that. <laughs> um, I just, I just like it. it's, it's a way to make him look different than the others, you know? Oh yeah. Um, and I got to talk about this fucking anime hair that damien has it's always standing (laughs) straight up it's amazing like and it's something he would do i could see him standing in the mirror perfecting that i mean how many mangas do you think he's read (laughs) like yeah exactly it's fantastic um but yeah in the end we discover for them basically they're gonna have to pass new tests each of them which is basically like a video game you know simulation for each of them I love the fact that Dix is taking him back to Agent Thirty Seven, which is the run that Tim wrote. That Tim did, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We talked about when we did when we interviewed him. Is like I really like that run. So I love that that's brought back. That's really cool. I'm curious to see what the others are gonna have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really enjoying the series. I think people are way too harsh on the series. I know. It's it's a lot of fun and. Um, I mean, I I do wish Stephanie was in it a bit more, but I wish Stephanie was in everything a little bit more. So, like, uh, but yeah, pretty good. Um, what do you think?
1: Um, I I mean, for the ending, I kind of really like that someone was able to get the uh, was able to outsmart Tim for a second. Like, he was actually in disbelief. I'm like, F- he should have thought about <laughs> that part, or at least like that kind of that type of contingency. Like, oh, so so sweet. Uh, but yeah, no, I I definitely like this book a lot.
0: Yeah. Not so perfect, Tim. (laughs) uh, Nice. All right. Last book is Nightwing 89. I got this cover. This is the toughest cover decision I've made in a while. I know. I mean, I I could not just. It's so good. So good. I know. But this one, he's eating pizza. Honestly, that's what it did. (laughs) I like pizza. So that's how I make decisions, people. Um, So this one, uh, I love this. When I read it, I'm like, I can't wait for hosway to read this because you have not been reading Superman. So it gives you a taste yeah. of what I've been dealing with. So written by Tom Taylor, drawn by Bruno Redondo, colored by Adriana Lucas, and inked by Geordie Tarragona, um, and letter by Wes Abbott. Um yeah, so basically we we get a lot of John Kent in this. And uh we see like a little flashback with um to the new fifty two. John... Huh? To the new fifty two,
1: the flashback.
0: Oh, yeah, the the one with the the lollipop and stuff? Uh, The suits, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I really like that. I thought that was kind of cool, like a little touch and how they kind of grown up, like he's grown up quite a bit. It does kind of put a little emphasis on their age differences, a little wonky, but yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's basically going to be a Nightwing and Superman team up, which I really dig. Um, I just... (sighs) Dick Grayson's not good enough for Barbara Gordon. There, I've said it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) also this shirt she's wearing a teen time <laughs> the, the, the show I know <laughs> Barbara in pajamas is the sexiest woman on the planet she doesn't need to be wearing like lingerie she's just sexy I love Barbara so much but yeah um also uh Dick gets to meet uh, the new boyfriend mm-hmm. which was fun I love him they're so cute Um, I bet Bruno was like oh I get to draw them oh this is amazing <laughs> he's really excited so um and yeah, basically it's going to be like it looks like it's going to be a Titan story but then maybe not specifically Titans more like young heroes. And of course it's all going to tie back to Luther like everything else does. But I really dug it and I love seeing the two of them team up. I think it's a really cool idea. I would not be opposed to a World's Finest book that's the two of them teaming up instead of other heroes, you know? I think that'd be fun. So you're muted. You're muted, dude. World's <laughs> Finest
1: yeah, never mind. Uh, I, I really like I really like the the name of the ending uh, of it. I like this issue a lot. Of again, like the callback to the New Fifty Two, seeing like the red suit, um, the the Capullo suit, and then yeah, like seeing John as, as a kid with like the jeans and the trucks and like the the cape. It was just like uh, it definitely threw me back. And then just like God, that that scene where it's just like you can have a whole of a nu- every other uh, Joker bat event book where he'll have bruce believe that any of the bat kids are dead for like two issues and at the end of it all batman will just tap the shoulder and be like that'll do pig glad you're not dead (laughs) but in this case the way uh clark just rushes to hug the boy oh my god like just you're just such a good Just such a good papa.
0: <laughs> I, I love the idea of John getting lost cuz just because yeah. he has superpowers doesn't mean he won't get lost, Exactly. You know? and I really like that. So I, I I really thoroughly enjoyed this and it's going to be a 2 parter at least.
1: So. Yeah, you have to jump over to the next to the other book, which I'll actually I'll be very happy to buy. Yeah, so. Um the morning scene when she wakes up I was like, "Dick, there's a robot petting your dog." And then he just chucks it. <laughs> The robot, yeah. Mr. Grayson, you dropped this fast okay. in my direction. <laughs> yes.
0: That was pretty funny. <laughs> nice. All right, well, we're going to move on and switch publishers. Let's talk about the wonderful world of Marvel Comics. Uh, not the biggest Marvel week, but we got a couple of good ones here to talk about. Let's start with an anthology Marvel Voices Legacy Number One. Uh, I'm not going to go through the creative teams cause there's a bunch of these are really short, like one page stories. So I'll yeah. be talking all day just listing names, but, um, a really cool one pager for black Panther, which is a really cool poster. That'd be a fucking awesome oh, absolutely. We'll all the dialogue off. Um, a fun story with Falcon and Misty night. I like this uh, one a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, and I like that it was immediately followed by another Misty night story. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was like, yeah, let's, let's sandwich those in. Um, a fun black Panther one with Shuri, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, And like kind of emphasizes like their relationship, which is, which is a lot of fun. Also when he, so part of it is they discover a little girl with a lot of magical potential. And I was like, another strange Academy student. And it's like, no, they're going to train her in Wakanda. I'm like, boo! (laughs) Well,
1: there's a really good school out there for magic kids.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, one page spectrum story one page cecilia reyes story um a pretty fun moon girl story i like i like the way moon girl stories tend to oh i love moon girl formulated like the story yeah yeah Aruna the valkyrie story which is so great i (laughs) love that she's already in the mix you know that's really cool and i like the story a lot it was a cool idea and then, of course, I know Josue was happy to see Blue Marvel. Oh, absolutely. Even if, if it was, like, one of the one-pages, it's like, oh, this boy is just so fucking OP. <laughs> And then we ended up with, of course, some Miles Morales and Starling, uh, one uh, one pager. So lots of little stories in this one. Sometimes the anthologies are like four stories. Mm-hmm. This one's a whole bunch of smaller ones. So I really liked it. It was, well, it was a lot of fun.
1: When we got the the page of like the new class uh, new characters that we've been getting, I was actually really stoked to find out that. Well, actually, first of all, I was surprised that the Starling uh, Tiana tombs, uh, first appearance was actually just was this recent was in the the miles morales spider-man number five in 2019 so it's like i had that issue i just didn't think that was her first appearance yeah i guess it would be um what cover did you get
0: oh yeah good question
1: dude there was no contender
0: yeah I, it, it was, just, yeah, it
1: was I undisputed this just it was a, beautiful oh my god yes
0: yeah so I'm glad you reminded me because I'm going to have some fun surprise covers coming up for you. Oh, nice. N- next up, Venom number five. Is it this one? So you know which one? Is it, it is. this one? Oh my god, dude! <laughs> yes. yes, it is that one. Yes, I love her so much. Uh, for I those who her. don't know, it's the Gwen Stacy as Dazzler cover, which is basically a perfect Venn diagram for me and Huss- <laughs> Jose. So, uh, Written by Al Ewing, pencil by Brian Hitch, inked by Andrew Curry, colored by Alex Sinclair, and letter by Clayton Cowles. Finally, we check back in with Eddie Brock and see what's going on. And holy shit. It's dense. (laughs) It's a mind trip. Um, We go back to issue one and what happened there and why that happened with Ringo. Very interesting. We also get to see why there were two Eddie Brocks. Mm -hmm. We got to see kind of everything starting to form. And it's really interesting Because basically he's in another dimension With all the other kings in black Yeah Where's Null? Yeah, I mean, in the sun <laughs> Yeah, so He's <They're> disposed <laughs> Just really cool and lots of very Venom imagery But this one, of course, the the parting shot Ooh, yeah so, uh, <laughs> Classic imid, imid, Venom badassery So really cool I'm really digging it Absolutely no touching with Dylan in this It's all Eddie Except for the flashbacks, so
1: yeah, I'm liking how like the when uh, as V and y- Ewing are like swapping stories. It's like they definitely have like focusing like you you deal with Dylan. Uh, I'm dealing with like the I mean because Ewing in space is just a given. So it's like might as well ha- have him deal with that. Exactly. Yeah. So uh,
0: next up, Hulk number four. Oh yes. <laughs> so ridiculous. I I thought of you as I read this one, uh, written by Don Donny Cates and Ryan Otley, or no, you know it's written by Donny Cates, drawn by Dinah, Ryan Otley, with inks by Cliff Rathburn, colors by Frank Martin, and letter by Corey Petit. Um, so obviously, this is that the other alternate world, um, and we get to see what happened to all the other heroes, which was funny, and um, <laughs> all it. of a sudden, you know, the president, President Thaddeus Ross, shows up. And Hulk's like, oh, I'll handle that. And things escalate to a ridiculous amount. And so we go from level two, which was Fing Fing Foom, to level four, which I don't think Osway's seen yet and has been very excited for. He's really obsessed with the levels. <laughs> it's, is, just, it's just good reveals. <laughs> yeah, which is Marvel zombies. <laughs> cool. Yeah, why not? Like, And so... Hulk takes an insane amount of damage as this goes on. Um, and then we get kind of reveal of this version of Banner has like an understudy. And who is it? Well, his name is Peter. Uh. Uh, and he gets, he basically, they kill him. And it's like, oh, he's a research. He was bitten by a, a spider that we had radiated. I was hoping to cure him. He's like, this might be a dumb question, but the spider, what kind of radiation are we talking about? Well, that <laughs> certainly looks like gamma to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to get Hulk fighting a gigantic monstrous Spider-Man, which I'm 100% here for by the way. <laughs> it's fucking bug, so. yeah. <clears throat> it's so ridiculous, I love it. I love the, the yeah. ast-
1: I love the established lore in the beginning for for this universe where like it was because of all the the gamma nukes that went out. It's what sparked the X gene, but even then, I was like, they they immediately had to get wiped out because of how like they saw them as a threat. But it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like we, we got a shot we get a shot of Cyclops. So it's like it's on my and my favorite suit. is like yes, but sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and his head's gone, <laughs> like, so gone. <laughs> good stuff. Next up, oh man, what a heavy issue we're about to talk about. Ooh. Thor number twenty two. Kate's on. Kate's on. Kate's. Yeah, it really is. So, um Donnie Kate's writing, Nick Klein drawing, Matt Wilson coloring, Joe Sabino lettering. The whole group comes together, or a whole bunch of heroes come together. They're called together by Better Ray Bill, being the badass that he is. Yes, with his Gove sword. <laughs> also, when I got this cover, I was like, where the fuck is Throg? And then I saw him down there. Oh, yeah, he's definitely there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Every time, I'm, I, that's my number one question always, is where is Throg? Um, so, yeah, they summon a bunch of heroes to help fight Mjolnir, the god of hammers. And it doesn't go great. <laughs> like is incredibly powerful. Um, I love that Thor taps into his mother's power. Yeah. That was pretty dope. Yeah. I like that there's a bunch of backup there, but really it's going to be Thor that has to do this. No one's mm-hmm. really going to be able to do anything, so. And Thor gets called over. We're just going to skip to it. Let's just get to it. <laughs> Thor gets called over by Odin. Who who basically... They kind of have like, a, re, like a, a reconciliation in a bit. You're the greatest thing I've ever made. I would like to see Loki in this scene, by the way. I would slow that out. There. Honestly, he, he kind of was missing throughout here. Yeah. And he basically says... I, You know, so much more I wanted to do. I wanted your mother to see me, see me again. I want to be strong. Like, what are you saying? I don't understand. The Odin Force, boy, it cannot be given in full until I am gone. And Odin dies and passes on the remainder of his energy to Thor. <laughs> so Thor is now even more powerful than he was. Yeah. And has some new fucking threads. Dude, the Thor Force. Yes so dope and he's got the sword and like ah oh, it's so good
1: it's, oh, it's such a beautiful page he looks so good it's like it's not his usual colors but in this case like knowing the extent of i guess um, of, to to i guess to conceptualize some part of the like extent of his power this suit is awesome
0: yeah no definitely it's fucking great curious to see where this goes i you know <laughs> Also, is Frogmjolnir, is it cursed as well? Is there going to be a tiny little god of hammer? <laughs> <laughs> I would be. I would read that book in case anyone's curious. <laughs> so, next up, a number one, one that we've been waiting on for a while now. We're very excited about um, Iron Fist number one, written by Alyssa Wong. I'm already. Re- I'm already re- 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 seeing it before I even turn to the page. Um, so yeah, written by Alyssa Wong. Drawn by Michael Ying, uh, colored by J. David Ramos, and letter by Travis Lanham. Uh, so, of course, I got the, the cover, eh? Yeah. But I also had to get the Gwen cover. <laughs> That's the one I was trying to
1: find, especially because it's Nick Dragota from East of
0: West, and it's like, I need that cover. You know I had to get that. <laughs> so, um, so we get the reveal of the new Iron Fist, and Danny Rand, it seems like, is going to be around, which is great. because yeah. I love Danny Rand. I don't want him to get lost. But once again I said it during the Nubia book Just because we saw it coming Doesn't make it bad It doesn't have to be a surprise to be good The new Iron Fist Is Swordmaster just like we thought it would be Yeah Which I love And that actually adds a really cool lore to everything It does Because the sword has been destroyed And now there's pieces of it Embedded in his fists Which is just so dope, right? And it's like, like they hurt him, like they cause him excruciating pain at all times, which is really interesting. And he's also trying to make sure he has all the pieces of the sword. You know, he's trying to keep them together. So, um I also like that they immediately tied him to Kunlun. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't try to be like, oh, he doesn't know anything about that. No, he went to Kunlun after what happened, after the fall, yeah, death of Doctor Strange. So he, he's trained there. Like, they know of him, so we don't have to worry about doing that later on, so... Um It was really cool, and I really enjoy it, and... I, I, According to the next cover, obviously, like I said, Danny Rand's gonna stick around. This is some... This is, like, that Immortal Iron Fist run look. That's what it looks like. Oh, it
1: totally does, like, especially with, like, the, like, Lionel U making it just, like, have, like, the good throwback. Like, I love yeah. this cover.
0: Yeah, so... I thoroughly enjoyed this. I'm very excited to see where this goes. Um, what a great idea. I Taking, not just making a new character, but taking, you know, a, let's be honest, a C character and making him important. Just awesome. I love it. So what do you think? You're muted.
1: God damn it. Shout out to the shot of like, and like not this one, but yes, that one. But oh, awesome. this one, when they show the shards in his hands, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you can it's like, yeah, it's painful, but it's like he has glass, like, or, like glass and blade like in his hands, but it's like when they show it around his wrist, it's, it's ev- the way it just popped everywhere. It's like, oh, I feel so bad for this kid. Mm-hmm. Um but no, it's dope because we've talked about it. it's like obviously Danny Rand has to be a white Danny Rand, but Iron Fist can be anybody, and anybody can have their own story, and this does a great set up to have, like, the, the longevity of this story, gathering the shards, having this big bat at the end, and then, like, the fact that we get to piece a a sword back together. Bro, give me this fucking story now. Like, I'm already, like, loving the the, the this ride, so it's cool. For a new original one, I, I, I'm really set on this one.
0: Yeah, exactly. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. It's so good, so. Awesome. All right. And that takes us to Spider-Verse. Yes. Josue, you go ahead and take the lead for Amazing Spider-Man number 89 slash 890. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> Spider-Man 89,
1: number 890. Written by, this one, Patrick Gleason, and drawn by Mark Bagley. So, what a team of artists. And uh, inks by Andrew Hennessy and John Dell. Color artist is Brian Valenza and Joe Caramanga with the lettering. So, we're <laughs> definitely hitting this I guess like to where you're definitely ended towards the end game of this beyond event, which I really been liking. It's supposed to be 19 chapters, not including all the Titans, the point Bay Titans. Um, so this one, we get more on uh, how the queen goblin is, was made. I already have my theories on it, who it could be just because I'm not seeing this one particular character, but Spider-Man, Spider-Man is just itching Jones and to get back out there. But his good old PT doctors, his real PT doctors still are saying no. And one of them being Black Cat being like, fine, you can go out. Cause obviously there's trouble uh, running on my Oh yeah. Cause queen, queen goblin is uh, is basically going to have like, a it's very close to killing Mary Jane or Mary Jane is very close to dying. And he wants to be there. But Black Cat says like, yo, I got this. You're still not ready. Just look at you. And he's like, no, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And he's like, okay, prove it. <laughs> Take these web shooters or at least get out of your webs first and webs them to the bed. <laughs> I thought that was a good, I thought that was a good uh, Um, A good fl- turnaround. Like how the turntables have turned on Spider-Man. Cause he does it on everybody. And he's like, Oh, now you just have to wait an hour until they dissolve. So
0: bye. And it's like, I hate that he does that, but it's such a good troll move. Yeah. It's very Felicia thing to do to somebody. Yeah. So. And this is, yeah, it was good.
1: <laughs> we get in the fight and queen goblin has some, it's not just your typical goblin. She has like her own pen and stare, and it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yep. She hits Black Hat with a good with a gnarly one. Like, what'd you get out of that scene?
0: Uh, further theories as to who she is. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I won't get into that too much. I think so, but um, I-, I thought I thought it was pretty sad. Um, I think um, I think Felicia doesn't have that much regret. Is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, but again, because I'm a pretty strict follower of her her other books, specifically the most recent one with Jed McKay. Yeah, it kind of emphasized that she really doesn't have too many regrets, and she feels like she did the right thing in the end.
1: So. Yeah, and I, I don't think she does either. I think it's just like this penister is like like it focuses and feeds on that one, so it just brings it to number one. Which like, I don't think she actually buys into like wanting to like jump. It was just like. Uh, she's just like uh, manipulated into doing it, yeah. but yeah. Obviously, Spider Man uh, comes to save the day. Felicia says like, "Oh, thanks, Ben." She's like, "Oh, that's not Ben." Good old Peter Parker shows up to save the day, all ripped up from webs. He got out of the bed with his web shooters. Awesome, Peter Parker's back, baby. Our boy is back. <laughs> Yay! He gets on this, He dons the suit again. It looks kind of. He gets called out. He looks kind of shaky, but it's cool. It's cool. He can do this. Cut to five minutes ago, and he is struggling to get out of the webs. And it's Janine who shows up with a knife and cuts him open. And oh god, it's like Peter, you bad boy. <laughs> yep. Um, who do you think it is? the
0: The Queen. I mean, there's a couple people. Who are you leaning on? At least right now, Allen, Liz Allen is very conspicuous by her absence. And True. She's already she's already tied to the Goblin Legacy. She just lost Harry i'm, I'm I, it's as, hard to look past her i guess as a to
1: be titled queen goblin it would be a step up from menace but that one's already kind of taken the yeah. one the person that the person that's missing from me that they could just like hey let's just rush this person especially because of dialogue at the end when she, when she was doing the pen and stare and it was very um god what's the right word uh uh I want to say prescription-y, but I guess that's where I'm leaning with right now to get to a point. I think it's Ben's uh, psychiatrist. Cause it was very like very doctory at the end, where like I was very, very analyzing in like in the psychiatrist way. And I'm pretty sure and then, and then, cause she found out with Ben or Ben told her while Beyond was listening. Obviously they mind wipe Ben, I'm pretty sure they just took her away and be like, well nobody's gonna believe you. but we're just gonna use you for us to quest for the for the goblin serum.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just by the way she was talking. It was just very doctor. She was getting yeah. too doctory. I mean, there are tons of other people. It could be. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mind controly characters in comics. You know. Yeah. Um. And that's if that's a new power or an old power. Not even if it's necessarily a new power. Know they mean? show her in the beginning, but I cannot make out that face. Yeah. My other thought was, if they wanted to like bring back a character and not related to the powers, but like, maybe like jackpot, whatever happened to jackpot. For instance, you know what I mean? Something like that. Um, if they wanted to do something with that, but that's kind of like a a long shot, I think, um, Spider-Man stories like to tie everything to Spider-Man's friends.
1: I know. It's like, it's always some reveal at the end, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah.
0: So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, it, I'm going to guess Liz Allen for now, Mm -hmm. but there's other people. It definitely could be. So, yeah. Uh, Nice. All right. And then next up is another spider related book. Devil's reign superior Four, number two. I'm just going to read my Twitter blurb for this one. (laughs) Otto has overreached despite the warnings of Otto, Otto and Otto. Now he must face Otto. Otto just jumps his own shark. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Um so yeah, written <laughs> sorry, I just looked at the the one where his uh brain failed at puberty. <laughs> I, just, I saw it started laughing immediately. It looks ridiculous. Writer is Zach Thompson, art by David Tinto, Color by Matt Mee and letter by Ariana Mayer. Um so yeah, we're we're following up with all the alternate uh doc Ocks. And they end up fighting a Sorcerer Supreme Hawk. And they lose. <laughs> they lose badly. And in the end, they're able to basically, like, all the three others, the Wolverine, Ghost Rider, and Hulk ones. By the way, I'm starting to really love the Ghost Rider one. Oh, There's yeah. One out there. Um, they they submit to the Doctor Strange, or the, the uh, Sorcerer Supreme one, auto, normal auto, is like, fuck you, like, one last fuck you. So they end. And they end up uh, ripping his octopus arms off, <sighs> which is absolutely brutal. And now he's trapped in the Supreme Sanctorum. There's only one issue of this left. This is one of those books where I don't want the main character to succeed because he's just that. He's just terrible. I, hate <laughs> him. I
1: saw. I saw the his Supreme Sanctorum, and then like the design of it. I, I my mind is went. Um, Doctor Otto's
0: moving castle. <laughs> <laughs> <Like> the <laughs> yeah. legs yes that's excellent actually so uh good stuff i'm curious to see how it's going to end up if it's going to be one of those return to normalcy you know things where he's just Doc again again, i'll go back to the universes yeah like again like going back to last week's
1: uh moon Knight or last last uh issues uh moon night issue uh this uh this event's supposed to be like kind of like tackling the the, the police state <laughs> it's just like it's just fucking bonkers
0: yeah I think I think uh, I think something's going to change in the status quo of comic yeah. from this. Ooh, okay. I'm just curious as to what. Mm-hmm. All right, and now we take a trip over to Krakoa to wrap up. First of all, X Lives of Wolverine number three. <sighs> yeah, baby. Uh, written by Benjamin Percy, drawn by Joshua Kassara, colored by Frank Martin, lettered by Corey Petit. Uh, I got this cover. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Wolverine in Japan. Um, okay, so basically, Wolverine's still back in time trying to save Xavier. Um, Russia is trying to kill Xavier at some point in his in, in his or one of his ancestors' lifetimes um, to prevent him from being there. So if Xavier dies, we never get Krakoa. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have a new wrinkle because Omega Red has possessed Dawkins' mother, mother, and so if Wolverine kills her. Dawkins never born. Mm-hmm. Which would be a tragedy for us, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> because we love him. Uh, they're trying to find a way to keep him alive, like to keep a copy of him in a black hole. So it's not erased when he's killed in the past, which I thought was kind of a cool, like little way to do it and stuff. Um, but then we got, by the end of the issue, we got a bigger problem. So it's a lot of, it's the action. So I'm not going to go page by page. It was really cool, but we got a bigger problem at the end where Wolverine himself is the one that's taken over by Omega Red. Yeah. <laughs> so what's that going to mean? Like that who's going to stop him? You know what I mean? They're going to send somebody else back with him? Like I don't know. Wait, Omega,
1: is this where like the Omega Wolverine comes into play on the other side?
0: Maybe. No, cuz he's obviously not a part of Krakoa it doesn't seem like okay it's just like the name of it now and then now
1: he's like he's literally fused and he's fusing the names himself here
0: <laughs> maybe 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 <laughs> but pretty cool what do you
1: think anything else you want to go over um, it's just like it's, it's definitely becoming that book where it's like because like, it's very confusing at first but now it's very much like he's there obviously the, the mission is to save Xavier throughout the times but now there are definitely some potential recon ramifications based on his actions uh, throughout time now it's not just like mm. a little window where it's like a, nothing's going to change it's like no there there could definitely be some dire consequences also the return or at least like in this in this case um including romulus was a big win for me cuz i i i loved daniel's ways uh wolverine origins run and it's right. like oh she like they they really are tackling like the specifics of the lore that they added that they implemented later and it's like it's it's really all here so yeah like this book got this book got real
0: <laughs> it's very much like Hoxpox, pox which we've compared mm-hmm. it to in the past but where house of x is more like deaths of Wolverine*, where it's a straightforward story we can kind of figure out what's going on here's the problem here's the good guy here's the bad guy and then powers was kind of like what's happening actually here? right and this one is the one of that where we're like let's kind of work this out like it's gonna and they're gonna tie together very similarly i mm-hmm. bet and it's gonna be awesome so Good stuff. And finally, our last book of the week. X-Men, number eight. (sighs) (laughs) Written by Gary Dugan. Drawn by Javier Pina. Colored by Marte Gracia. And lettered by Clayton Cowles. First of all, just throw this out there. I love MODOK. (laughs) (laughs) He's such a weird character. Um, To me... Obviously, the threat with MODOK wasn't the focus of this story for me. No. It was the character moments. Yeah. Specifically with Everett and Laura. Absolutely. Everything going on. I love that. Like, how long did it take me to warm up to you? A couple years, a couple hundred years? You broke me down that fast? Like, yes. She's such a badass <laughs> dude. I love her so much. And we find out how Ben Yurik lost his memory. Like, <sighs> we find out, which is just very interesting. A good twist. I I didn't see that one coming yeah I was kind of curious we also get an actual appearance by Negasonic Teenage Warhead right kissing Yukio which we think that's Yukio but they make the point that she's collecting a whole team of girlfriends <laughs> so that could literally be anybody so um, but yeah it's really interesting i love this whole issue like each of these characters are getting little bits to highlight them make them interesting no Sunfire in this issue I want to point that out by the way He was yeah. the only one on the team that wasn't there I don't like the looks of that. I know I know what you're thinking, but no, let's, let's not put it out there. Yeah. But I really love the twist at the very end where after he erases Yurik's brain, he then sees what he was writing. And he seems to actually look up to the X-Men instead of like trying to start a witch hunt. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really, really interesting. Uh, uh, I love this book. It's been so good it's like, like i love the hickman run but i think i like this more than the hickman run
1: i know uh, i know right because we were we were we sh- we shout out to like the, the the stars to the moon to, to a little house and to the moon on how much we love that little anthology book but yeah this one being i think just like that winning factor of like everybody focused gi- giving out the, the reasonings
0: yeah yeah that helped a lot oh in the bit with him with he's like i just want laura uh, to be an x Men. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, i was like oh yeah that was great yeah, um, I l- I really enjoy it, and I'm worried Everett's going to quit the team, and that's why we're having an X Men vote. I like, want- I like that part.
1: I like that uh, part because like he was my third runner up, but uh Forge. I like Forge. Is like, oh, by the way, never invite me over. I don't want to be an X Men ever. I thought about it. Um, I'm I want to be focused on inventing shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, which he should be. That's, oh, totally. Even in Secret X-Men, I was like, what's Forge doing here? I was kind (laughs) of like, like, he was such a weird, out-of-place person. Like, Banshee's the same age as Forge, roughly. Yeah. But he didn't seem out of place with all those young people. (laughs) Forge just seemed really out of place. So, Uh, And in closing, um, you literally gave me the thought of, like,
1: uh, yeah, Ben Yurick, looking up to the X-Men. What if Ben would have written, like, the perfect, like, maybe not Pulitzer, but, like, the perfect Pulitzer-type article, essay, that would have made everybody accept that it's like, okay, it's cool that they have like the immortality and we don't have to like, look back at the bad at them. What if yep. we had like the perfect article?
0: Yep. We'll never know.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the issues that we had this week. Josue. Oh, what else have you been reading that you want to talk about before we go? Yes. Ecstatics. I, I have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> Ecstatics. Just one more,
1: well, I'll do it one more time. I could have finished it, but I have been telling myself to, not do my side reads on Tuesday so I can start unwinding for new comic book day. But it's like, I could, I could have tackled, uh, the last 15 issues on this Tuesday, but then I probably would have been rambling on for forever on like the ending. So I'll just get down to like the, the middle bit. Uh, I read the, the and Wolverine story. It was hilarious. I love that Ecstatics thought that Wolverine had the codex, so they sent Dupe to be to kill him in, just in case. But then Xavier thought that Dupe had the codex, so they sent Wolverine to kill him just in case. And there was a good moment where like, they, they, like, I tweeted about it. Like, it was a good moment where like, they, they both had like the same tier in the same bathroom, knowing that they had to do like the job. But it, it was hilarious. They, they, they both got their nut at the end, literally. It, literally, that's how it ends. <laughs> but anyway, the important part of the, from what I read this week were issues 13 through 19. Uh, 13, yeah, 13, or or eighteen, whatever. That volume, ooh, with Henrietta, uh, this mutant that comes back from the yes. dead. Oh my god! After I looked into it, the head cannon that this was supposed to be Princess Diana. Yep. And knowing the the ramification at the end, and like how everything gets conc- gets concluded. Yo, this would have been. <laughs> I can, I totally understand on uh, like why Marvel was like Peter no not you have to, this is, you had to shit like, yo you got, us out of the, far, Peter. you got us out of the cca from issue one and we let you have your fun after all these issues so maybe maybe for our sake just change this one thing just make her anybody else
0: <laughs> dude i remember the controversy oh, i remember man. that shit I can people imagine. heard about it and they're like what
1: and like, <laughs> oh so headcanon henrietta for sure will forever be princess diana and krakoa reviver please yeah. oh god <laughs> um any new members um oh my god el guapo i kind of like i kind of feel bad for his story i just like oh yeah. little bro like I, I feel bad for him um i'm really lo- obviously loving dead girl venus de milo loving them both i, I like they, they had their issue like why they kind of didn't like each other and then they reconciled yeah. and like girls will be girls and just like they, they're just having fun uh really good shit i just i, I love this book so much oh god vivisector and fat i can actually conclude with fat is gay and but goddamn, i had to like they had to kill him off with that so that sucks but in the end like oh my boy and the way he went yeah. just actually being like the hero and just like stopping the bomb but then
0: oh, how gruesome he ended he just froze <laughs> like that and they had to and then it's so
1: fucked up but then so funny because then they his they obviously they couldn't form him back so he has like this giant square coffin that they lower him in so I'm feeling really bad and sad and then just laughing moments later it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's amazing it's really good I like yeah. the direction it took where it's like because the orphan said like I don't want to be leader they call him out for that reason and it's like bro you fucking left us like the anarchist is our leader like he, yeah. he stepped up and I like that they kept rolling with it and he accepted it, it wasn't like a power struggle uh but again, like Mister, S- I fucking love Mister Sensitive. I again every single time, every single arc, I'm like, I can't believe I'm liking this character as much as I do. And I guess lastly, it's like for for again for a person who's named the Anarchist, it's just such a terrible name for like he's just his morals are just like not what an Anarchist are. <laughs> I know that's great.
0: Uh, it's great. It's just his character for TV's edgy, and he's not at all. <laughs> I love it. But I think if I think if they could only bring one of these characters back for Krakoa, it would be Mister Sensitive. Oh, that's cool. I th- or maybe Venus, because I really like Venus. Ooh, cool, cool, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I, I definitely love this, this. run It's for sure in my top three of X Men runs of all time. It's just it's so fun. It's just so out okay, there. That's
0: a bit much. Oh, no, <laughs> I really,
1: really like this. Like how it's how it's so far out there. It doesn't take it doesn't take itself too seriously to want to be, to want to be tied into uh, continuity, but it is. And just like, I guess like like, it's, like the way it's written, like it's just so out there for Marvel that I just, and then again, to not be just so like, edgy or wanting to be the boys before the boys. It's just, it's just, it's so right. It's just, it's written so well, so appropriate for wanting to push uh, Marvel further aside. And then just still Peter Milligan again, just have actually getting to tell his own story there's really like besides the the princess diana like interjection or having to cut that out he really had his his own fun with the whole thing or so far and i'm just i really respect that so it's for me it's tickling all the right buttons nice
0: uh as far as myself um i haven't been reading a ton I've been watching a lot of the Olympics because I'm a Winter Olympics nut, so I've been watching a bunch of Olympics. Uh, However, I did start reading Anansi Boys again. Mm -hmm. Great book. Obviously, I've read it like a hundred times, but my friend brought my copy back, so I was able to start reading it again. Um, And um, I have also been reading Ecstatics, but slower than you have. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other thing was uh, I actually started the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy audiobook since I just read the biography i decided to go back to the audiobook it's it's read by Stephen fry i might as well it's incredible that's good yep he's the perfect voice for it so Uh, that's pretty much it though i haven't been really reading all that much it's been a really busy week (laughs) so yeah uh that's it so first of all before we move on i want to go ahead and give a quick shout out to our big boss man who is not our boss anymore but i don't really care happy birthday mitch (laughs) happy birthday You will always be our boss. I don't (laughs) care. (laughs) So I get to hang out with Mitch tomorrow. I'm very excited. I get to see Steven. Yay. Like, I'm very excited. So, Uh, with that said, those are the issues that we had this week. Make sure to check us out on Twitter at WHI Podcast. On Twitter, check me out at WHI Podcast Keith, our producer Liz at WHI Podcast Liz, and Hostway at Hostway Reads Hostway also make sure to check out our other show jukebox vertigo at jukebox vertigo on twitter this is where we record we uh build playlists using a randomized category every week with our friends uh we have a person making a second appearance in a row in our next episode which will come out on monday after this episode manda returns to talk to us about our favorite trio bands yes and very quite a bit of fun. Uh, always fun when she's on the show. It's so yeah. really cool. So, um, but also check out Hostway on Twitch at Hostway Plays Hostway, um, where he is currently playing. I just watched you. Oh, Pokemon! You're yeah. playing Pokemon Arceus. Yeah, that's right. I was like, I forgot what you were playing. <laughs> so, how are you liking it so far? Um, it's literally on my favorite Pokemon games of all time wow okay (laughs) i'll have to check it out then so that's cool i personally have been playing dying light 2 it's very good so uh but thank you so much for joining us uh don't forget to backboard and box your new treasures and we'll see you next week with a batch new batch of beautiful books stay safe and read more comics